Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the Methanthropod. I fucked that right up. <laughs> Methanthropod. You managed to get... <laughs> the Methanthropod. You got half a sentence in. Well done. <laughs> this is going great, you Yay. guys. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of The Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. And I'm joined by Drama. Say hello. Hello. And we are also joined by a very special guest, Michael from Tactica Imperialis. Say hello. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you lot? Eh. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good, thanks. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> How are you, Snipe? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just tripping over myself today, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got someone else in to see how incompetent we are when, when actually recording. So. I think that's actually it. Yeah, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> to be fair, you have sat through three of our podcasts, so we're kind of aware of how you two function at this point. <laughs> or more specifically, how do we do not? You don't realise we actually record for like four hours for every podcast <laughs> and then trim it down to something relevant. <laughs> Oh, well, I've got time to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I guess we've got a couple of general things to talk about this week um, before we get on to the, what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. Um, for a start, we started the new Codex Compliance series, um, would have been last Friday, which has um, gone down quite well. I, I, was, I was quite pleased. Yeah, apparently people like 40k, who knows? I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, I know, right? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, just, just to give people a bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what what was going on there. Um, we sort of wanted to do something that was like the Rogue Trader videos, but didn't take a month solid editing <laughs> and involve me going slightly grey and losing my hair. Yeah. So we thought we'd stick with something a little bit more simple um, that we can get, like, hopefully one out round about one a month is sort of my oh, cool. sort of aim. Without, without giving too much away then, how many episodes have you got planned at the moment? Like, how many books have you got? Well, we just ordered about 800 old, like, rule books and codexes off eBay, so... 800? <laughs> good. Okay, good. Yeah, there, there are at least 800. Everyone knows this. I mean, it could have been, you know, four. 800. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by my numbers. Um, but yeah, I've been getting a, a bunch of second edition stuff. Because um, mm. second edition um, codices are fantastic. And massive, and contain lots of pointless information. Yeah. Uh, whilst also being slightly weird because they <laughs> they're not quite rogue trader, but they're close enough. Mm. Yeah, um, they have their perks. Those old codices. When you're doing research for law, you just come across. Oh yeah, this is from the second edition codex. Oh, right. That's why it's a bit quirky then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the thing that a lot of them, you'll open them up, and they've got like twenty pages of law at the start of them. Like, and especially when you jump then to third edition, where suddenly the codexes were like three times shorter, it's kind of weird. Also, I'm aware that I keep flicking between codices and codexes. <laughs> you, you're just trying to annoy us. It's fine. Um, it's in your name because I know one's correct, but one of them is what I said for years. So, <laughs> to be fair, though, with the, I mean, I only started playing in fifth edition, and 
all the codices I've ever picked up have at least had 30 pages of lore. Oh, yeah. the the Once they got to, yeah, around about fifth, they started getting way better for it. Um, yeah. it which, like, to me, because I started in third, um, I just thought that was how they were, like, not having that much. And so as it went on, it was like, wow, these, these are getting so good. And so I go back to second, and it's like, wow, this is, like, the old ones. Like, the really old ones. And they're... That's like the new ones. Words. I know how yeah. to use them. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But yeah, um, so yes, look out for more episodes of Codex Compliant soon. My question then, are you limiting it to 40k if you're codexes, codices, whatever? Or are you going to do some fantasy ones or other stuff? Um, mm, probably not, because um, they're not called Codex Army, oh, exactly. the yeah, fantasy yeah, no, ones. Just army books um, or yeah. whatever they were. They're army yeah. books, and nowadays they're battle tomes if you stick it with them, Warhammer. Okay. Battle um, tomes sound pretty rad, though. Unless it's something that's really old and really interesting, um, probably not those, but something that's not directly related <laughs> to the... We need a Warhammer fantasy like Mother Colour, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We need a really weird, like, like in the Assassin's Code. Um, but yeah, that's that's more just because of our, our lack of familiarity. Yeah. With it. yeah. So um, I, I don't. Th- I think other people can can do that sort of thing a lot better than we can because okay. we don't really know it that good. But stuff that's like not related to it, like I've got like an art book um, which might get covered at some point, and that's obviously got loads of fantasy in it. So um, that's the sort of thing that might get might get covered one day, and that would you know, encompass fantasy and things like White Dwarf, some of the magazines that are interesting might get covered. And of course, again, they contain loads of fantasy, so it won't be completely devoid of fantasy, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar thing for me, because people always pester me, when are you going to do AOS law? Are you going to do AOS law? So on, so on, so on. One, I'd need to buy all the novels and the battle tomes, because there's no Lexiconum equivalent, and trust me, when you are a law researcher, if you don't have lots of money and time, Lexiconum is your best friend. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, Absolutely. And two, there are people who can just do it better, uh, because they've got time, they've got the books, and that's why I've always said I'm not going to be covering it, even if it's on our channel, it won't be me personally who does it. I'll ask one of my more AOS-savvy friends to cover it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's sensible. Like, there's no point doing something when you you think someone else can do it better. It's why, like, we we don't do law videos because there's plenty of people who do better law videos, including yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but like covering the intro, the weirdness of old stuff. Um, we hadn't really seen people do that on sort of that scale. So, oh no, because I think a lot of other people have, like, you know. They have that whole modicum of decency, so they don't bring up vor. <laughs> <laughs> to be but, fair, though, I think there's probably more appeal for the old stuff than ever before, considering the amount that people riot over all the new stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because, like, we're doing it, but like, we quite like the new stuff. So oh, yeah, stuff. I've got, yeah. I've got my complaints about the new stuff, but oh, yeah. not, oh absolutely. Not, but I'm not going to like revolt and boycott the game over it for god's sake grow up (laughs) yeah um but i guess speaking of um new stuff um and not actually 100 percent um 40k related for once uh there is the uh the new um what they called i've already forgotten their name the snake ladies the snake ladies (laughs) daughters of cain daughters of cain that's the one i was literally just about to say that (laughs) that name that i literally double checked with you right before we started recording and i instantly forgot yeah, that that went well. You should. We literally have a notepad file in front of it. You should have written it down. That's the one thing I didn't write down. 
God Because I'm smart. See, it's the daughters of Cain, you were saying. Yeah, um, I, uh, you know, I don't play fantasy in either, you know, fantasy or Sigma or whatever. Like, I've never played it, apart from a couple of pit like tryout games at a GW many moons ago. But looking at those models, I kind of get interested, especially the... The giant one that I actually don't know the name of, even though, Michael, you told me right beforehand. <laughs> that is uh, the true form of Marathi. Um, for those of you who are old fantasy people, Marathi was the mother of Malekith, leader of the Dark Elves. She died in the End Times and was, con- well, as far as I'm aware, she died in the End Times. Or if she didn't, she was consumed by Slanesh because somehow elves and Eldar get the same fate these days, never mind. Um, but fast forward to the age of Sigmar and the elven gods, the new ones, which is actually Tyrion, Teclis and Malekith fused with his dragon now called Malerian, capture Slaanesh. Don't ask, don't know yet, waiting for the battle tone. And they start to rescue souls from Slaanesh. This is all very weird and trust me, I don't get it all either. Marathi, however, fights her way out. She actually gets herself free of Slaanesh and becomes a power in her own right. She founds a cult devoted to Cain, which is one of the old elven gods, um, but actually Cain's dead. Uh, so Marathi has got the last vestige of Cain's essence and is basically using the worship of Cain to power herself up. She pretends to look like this beautiful elven woman like she used to when she was running around on a pegasus and doing shenanigans, but... The supermassive snake monster is what Slanesh turned her into. That's my favourite Muse album as well. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to put something in there because that was all stuff I have no idea about. <laughs> Trust me, I only learned it about four days ago. <laughs> yeah, some of it's vaguely ringing a bell with me because I used to. I always, I used to be fantasy kid be- way before I got into forty k. And, but I haven't played for so long, and I was like, oh, some of those names are ringing a bell. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, Malekith, uh, to be honest, if you didn't read The End Times, you might be confused, but Malekith is actually the boss of all the elves now. Uh, he actually became the Phoenix King like he was supposed to, uh, and allied with Tyrion and Teclis. It's very, very weird. But Tyrion and Teclis are in charge of the Realm of Light, a.k.a. the Sun, in the mortal realms, and Malekith Malerian, as his new name is, is in charge of the Realm of Shadow, and the two orbit each other, and that's how you get day and night in the mortal realms. Marathi is in the Realm of Shadow, doing chicanery, and blood-sacrificing the flip out of everybody. Well, yeah, as you do. Yeah, I I did read over the the things that were put up on the Warhammer community website. (laughs) I basically go, okay, they're technically uh, on the side of good, but also they they get murder-happy really easy. They just kill everyone. (laughs) And it's like, okay... They don't sound like good guys, but... Basically, you know. the reason their order is as follows. They don't like being dead, they don't like chaos, and they don't like... And they quite like living in cities, so they don't like the destructive habits of, well, destruction, therefore, de facto, their order. <laughs> this sounds a little like um, how in, say, a game like World of Warcraft where they have to put in a bunch of different factions and try and make them into this sort of binary idea of everyone has to be on one side or the other. And there's some, like, the undead, who really should just be on their side on their own, because they don't, yeah. they disagree with the people on their side all the time. Yeah. Um, but I guess they sort of have to square them somewhere, so... Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Malekith, Tyrion and Teclis are sort of working together on Slaanesh, and they're allied with Sigmar, kind of, and Marathi is kind of Malekith's mum, so there's only so much she can do on her own, I suspect. Well, in um, my, my um, contribution to this is I like the big snake lady. She's cool. <laughs> I like the model. It looks yeah. good. <laughs> and I love how it took five minutes for people to Photoshop Fulgrim onto it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it was sort of obvious it was going to happen, especially considering that, like, the most dynamic and, like, interesting part of it is the lower snake half and how it works into the scenic base and stuff. Uh, it's yeah, not me being rude talking about lower it snake Sounds half, like you're being a bit you're giving me that look. I am giving you that look. <laughs> I wonder if they have the anal plate. I wonder if the anal plates are correct. <laughs> okay, now, this is apparently a thing. Okay. So, if you stare at a snake's butthole, if it's non-venomous... All of the anal plates will be vertical and non-broken up. Okay. Whereas if it's a poison, a venomous snake, they'll be segmented. Okay, so if you are about to be bitten by a snake... Grab it and stare right on its butt. Stare right up its cloaca and then yeah. you'll be able to tell. Yeah, so um, I'm wondering if that snake lady is venomous. <laughs> um, well, the smaller snakes that are sort of like her descendants can turn people to crystal with mm. a touch. I mean, I guess that's kind of magical venom, so I'm not sure if that'd count. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, she doesn't have anything particularly poisonous. I mean, she has snake hair, because of course oh, she yeah. does. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, but I don't believe she has a poisoned attack. I guess she, I probably can check that, actually, because her, some of her stats are actually put out. Does she have a poisonous attack? Yes, her tail is okay, poisonous. So that, okay, so I know what her cloaca looks like then. So, okay. <coughs> what?! I can green stuff it. Not that you can see it, because it's actually covered by a robe about halfway down okay. the tail. That's the why back, she's but... covering it, so you don't know if she's venomous. Ah, there you go. Clever yeah. girl. Okay, no. She's a 20-foot tall winged snake demon thing. I think that's the least of your concerns. Okay, but, I mean, it's just good to know everything about it, you know? Sorry for derailing everything. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I was completely prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you've seen what I'm like. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so um, the rules for those haven't officially come out yet, have they? So it's... Uh, no, we're obviously recording before this comes out, but the pre-orders are going out on February 24th, the Saturday. Uh, as for when they'll hit shells, probably 3rd of March. Okay, cool. Oh, actually, speaking of the 24th, it's the um, Black Library weekend thing, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes, ben. Eisenhorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm going to go down nice and early. We're going to go and get ourselves our very own Greg. Because, <laughs> yeah. And get a Greg's while we're at it as well. <laughs> yeah. We'll go get Greg a Greg's, day. pick up a Greg. Greg day! I actually I actually made that mistake once. It was years and years ago. Uh, everyone said, oh, we're going to Greg's. And I actually made the mistake of saying, who's Greg? Like a bloody idiot. <laughs> oh, dude. Bear in mind, we live in a... I used to, my hometown is very small. You can cross it in 20 minutes at my walking speed, half an hour at most people's speed, and you know everyone practically knows everyone. There is not a single person with that name in our town. <laughs> and I still cocked it up. <laughs> oh, bless. We're going to Greg. Who, who's Greg? Why haven't I heard of him before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was yeah, that that was a laughing joke for about five years after that. <laughs> oh dude, I yeah. think that's adorable, so. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's going on. I think they're they're releasing the new Eisenhorn book, which since I haven't read one of them, but we have played the terrible video game, so Yes, yes we have. 
So oh my God, we, that video game. We have an odd connection. You, you, you've put in your time. <laughs> yeah. We've paid our dues. <laughs> I, I, just, I just can't help it. I think it's just because I just love calling him Greg as opposed to Gregor. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, that was like... we had. Didn't we have to keep cutting it out where I get really angry at the, the guy that you're chasing? I, I clone, is it? And he kept, kept going, Gregor. And it's like this really creepy way he'd say his name. And it just sounded like he was talking normally and then he'd put on a fucking stupid voice. Yeah, it was it was in the, the old video we did of it before we did the full Let's Play. Yeah, and it just made me grind my teeth. Yeah, you got weirdly fixated. Um, I did not get weirdly fixated. With it that was guy. just weird and dumb. <laughs> Especially considering there's about 57 other issues with the game that rank okay, above one no, guy having a slightly shoddy performance. You're right, but oh my god. <laughs> Is it, is it Mark Strong? Mm. Mark, Mark Strong Greg. does yeah. Greg's voice. Yeah. Like he's so fucking great. So it's like, okay, you blew your voice acting budget on Mark Strong there. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and then you got I don't know the guy who does who has like a speech impediment, so he can't pronounce the name Greg properly. <laughs> I from still accounting. I still don't think his voice acting was that bad. I don't know no, why it's just it offends the way he you said Gregor was horrible. And it made me fucking grind my teeth. I don't know. I, I, this, it was really dumb. I, I still don't know why this stands out in your mind so why? much. Shut up. It's just a problem I have amongst many with the video games. God dang it. Regardless, we're going to go get ourselves a Greg. We're going to go get ourselves a Greg and a Greg's. Yes, and the whining about the Eisenhorn game segues nicely into the Mechanicus video yes. game. Yes, actually. Um, I have a, uh, we watched the trailer earlier today. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to tell you about that, Matt. I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. I know nothing of this. <laughs> Literally, the first I heard it was when you said at the start, before we started recording, oh, we're going to talk about this thing. And then I was like about to ask what it was, and then we started recording. So, well, completely in the dark. Drummer Matt reacts live to us bamboozling him. Gone sexual, police called. There we go, I've done our SEO for you dudes. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a turn based strategy game from what I what I read about it. Yeah, not about space marines. Yeah, not Ooh. about space marines, which is cool. Uh, just yeah, playing like um, tech priests and mechanicum people, mm, which is me- yeah, the mechanicum people, the mechanicum people. Yeah, those guys. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea because it's something which hasn't really been covered well, in a, a video game before. Yeah, and to be honest, it took GW long enough to cover even in the tabletop. So. Like it, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I I can't wait to see some actual gameplay for it. Yeah, because it's just the teaser out now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got a, a fair decent team working. I mean, Ben Counter's written the story, one of the Black Library oh, nice. guys. I've read at least one of his books. <laughs> yeah, I I can't remember exactly which of his books I read. I think it's I think he wrote one of the first Taurus Heresy books. So I think I've read that. Um, yeah, he wrote one of the first three. I think. Yeah, it might have been. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's uh, quite a. It's got alternate endings and stuff like that. Apparently. And far-reaching consequences of your decisions and diddly diddly dee. So, and it like it explicitly mentions you can do like upgrades and stuff to your guys, which you know would presumably have a much more outrageous physical presence than it would on any other like faction. (laughs) And it so uh, presumably has crafting in it because you know. Well, it's a video game made in 2018, so it's going to have crafting. Yeah, Um, the fact that it might actually be relevant to the game is kind of irrelevant at this point. (laughs) Yes, but no, I, it, it, it's one to watch out for, I think, because um, yeah. it has the potential to be something interesting, but mm. obviously we don't know until you know we actually see some gameplay, because it might come out and then it's just it'll just look exactly like, what was it, Warhammer Arcane Magic, and everyone will just be disappointed all the time. <laughs> yeah, they've got to be careful as well, because Space Hulk was a turn-based tactical strategy game involving 
squads and stuff, so they've got to be careful not to tread too much on that. And looking at the art style, obviously, I know it's obviously 40K's art style, but I'm getting a Space Hulk vibe off of something. I think it's because it looks like it's running in Unreal 3, which makes it look especially like um, Space Hulk Deathwing. Um, Unreal 4, rather. to say, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me, but you know, no, oh, it's God, don't, don't say that, because they'll be like, no, we're running yeah. an Unreal Tournaments engine. Because <laughs> it, re- it really does look like it's running Unreal 4. I mean, maybe it's not, but it, it has the, the look yeah. of something running in that. So, yeah. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be uh, interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, no, I'm going to keep my eye on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it says it'll be out toward the end of the year, so. That'll be another game for us to uh, make a sniper and we play on. And, well, uh, I mean, I guess, you know. <laughs> it's always it's not like helpful. we're honour-bound to play pretty much every... Apart from that one N-Gage game we just can't play. Yeah. <laughs> what was Path, it? Path of Glory, something I can't like that? remember. I always yeah, forget That's it's... like the one game we'll never be able to play. Because it would involve owning an N-Gage. Yeah. Has Noah made an N-Gage emulator? I, I, yeah, but it's really squirrely from what I hear. Yeah, I tried to get it working a while ago and I just couldn't get it functional. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe they've done some work on it and it works again, but I I can't imagine anyone is desperately like trying to play Engage games enough to do that. <gasps> Watch everyone just like start emailing us, being like, "You need to play the Engage game, no one, guys." No, no one will because no one plays no, the no, Engage. No. There's that one guy who will. No, that what you mean that, that one, one guy? guy. You, you mean that one guy you went to college with who had an Engage? You mean Spliffy Eric? <laughs> Yeah, that's probably why he had men gauge. He wasn't thinking right. <laughs> we all had Nokia's, like you know, the old, like, the old school ones where you can make your own ringtones, and it was sick. Because I just about figured out, almost had a, like have the uh, the Metal Gear Solid theme by ear. <laughs> almost, it was just off, but it was good enough for me. <laughs> I didn't care that I couldn't play Tomb Raider games. I wanted my Metal Gear Solid ringtone. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I guess we can start talking about what we've uh, what we've been up to um, over the last last few weeks. Um, yeah, I guess we could. You said you said you didn't really. Uh, you've been a bit busy recently, Michael. So you're not really got much. Um, busy in the academic sense of the word, yeah. Um, so I, for the first time in my life, have actually got exam resets to do because I'm on a year abroad in France, and apparently it's quite common for students on years abroad to fail exams. Um, which is disappointing, mm. Mm. Um, especially when it's more than 20% drop in your average mark, but whatever. Um, so I've got those next week. Uh, hope we get those out of the way and uh, stuff. But that's been sort of taking up my time of late. Other than that, just doing a little bit of hobby here and there, getting some video work done. And yeah, the, this is the downside to being on a year abroad. You leave your friends at home and particularly when you're in a foreign country who don't speak the same language well I speak French reasonably but it's not as easy when you're in a fourth year class and um, they all know each other and you don't yeah no that sounds like it's going to be pretty rough on you I do find it surreal that the two of you like both Michael and Matt are both British people living in France right now. That's <laughs> why. What's wrong with France? There's nothing weird. There's they nothing... have great bread there. I literally there was two days ago. All I all I ate for two days was like baguette. Well, it was amazing. You guys have it easy. That's what I've done for the last year. <laughs> oh, I hate you. I'm so envious. Oh my god. Yeah, thirty six cents from the supermarket oh, every day for lunch. I have to pay fucking ninety p from Sainsbury's. <laughs> Fuck Sainsbury's. Well, that's why 
That's why Sainsbury's is stupidly expensive. It's the first rule of a student. You go to Tesco over Sainsbury's. I know, but like Aldi and little above that. We don't have a Tesco anywhere near us. But the the only supermarket that's nearby is Sainsbury's. Yeah, the supermarket ranking system for a student pretty much goes Aldi slash Lidl, Morrison slash Tesco, Sainsbury's, and then if you're really, really going out on the limb, you might go to like Waitrose or M&S, but basically I went in, when I was a student, I went into Waitrose once, I just walked around getting angry because I was like, a fiver for a fucking mango, I'm going to kill a human being before (laughs) I leave. (laughs) It was so outrageous. I've never, I've never seen yeah. anything like it. I was just, I, I became a ball of like fucking rage. <laughs> I, can, I can understand that. And yeah, all I was saying earlier, I just find it peculiar that yeah, um, to have the two people with such a, uh, you know, with such a specific situation to end up on the same podcast. Not that that state is unusual. Just are you saying that you, you don't want yeah. a friend? Yeah. No, no, I'm saying... <laughs> that's not what I was saying at all. I know. Well, You're saying you hate the yes, French. It is slightly surreal. Yes. Yeah, no. Very it, coincidental. Yeah, it was definitely surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm so envious of you guys and getting to enjoy baguettes at, like, next to no money. And they'll be, like, really good from yeah. the source baguettes. Yeah. Like, the fountain of baguettes. They'll just go there and they'll they'll get buckets of them every morning. I don't think you understand how France works. That's exactly yeah. how France works. What I will say in terms of coming to France is, if you're coming as anything other than a student, it's probably pretty good. The prices are reasonable, for the most part. I mean... I've already mentioned baguettes are like thirty five cents. Um, here in Grenoble, it's well. There's a really good tram network, and surprisingly, when they have a job they need doing, it gets done pretty fast. Like the construction work that's been going on the campus has been done really, really quickly. Um, and there's a lot to see and do. Plus, the well, you've got the Eurostar, the SNCF, which is really, really fast, and you can get around really easily. It's university system, on the other hand, a bit fucky. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know the British system has its problems. Cough nine grand tuition fees and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a damn size cheaper in France, at least. <laughs> yes, but you get what you pay for. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Both in terms of where you live and what you learn, you get what you very well pay for. Mm. Well, at least there's 36 cents baguettes, I guess. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> of course, I'm the one fixating yeah. my food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, although to be fair, if you want to make your own baguettes, don't live in halls because you don't even get another. Oh, yeah, it's God. weird. Yeah, even even saying. like actual flats, not even in halls. Like if you get a set, like a lot of the flats here just don't have ovens in. You'll have like a little microwave yeah. oven combo thing that you I have mean, to buy, but it won't come with the house. <laughs> it's very surreal. Yeah, like where I'm. So back at home, uh, the halls system that you have at most universities is four to eight people ish in a flat. Uh, in sort of like a complex and they'll share either they'll share bathrooms or they'll have all suites and they'll share a kitchen which has got like an oven it's fully kitted out oven, microwave, kettle, toaster hob the works here it's 30 people on a corridor sharing one kitchen which has a grand total of eight hot plates oh good <laughs> that's it and everyone gets a mini fridge that you could probably that wouldn't even my Warhammer collection. Oh, God. So I'm assuming most people live off sandwiches. <laughs> no, baguettes. Um, well, to be fair, well, there are the uh, system, this is what we call, a, they call a cruise. Uh, sorry, I will roll my R's because it's the French pronunciation. Uh, they they have like restaurants on campus. Um, so you go there and that's sort of the way they do things is they have lunch off site or on site at uni. 
but if you want to have anything in town, or sorry, if you want to have anything out for dinner, you're going into town and that's 20 minutes on the tram. Nothing on the university campus stays open after about... The, the uni buildings themselves stay open until about 8, everything else shuts at about 3. Uh, and the supermarket shuts at 9, yeah. which is very weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, and it's closed on Sundays. I do remember uh, encountering this is, the one time I've been to France and just wondering why everything was closed whenever I needed it. Because they knew you were English. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. It's, yeah, it's like, I, I could come in, for, I had a, like, last semester, I had a day which was eight in the morning until half six in the evening with breaks. Uh, so I come home from uni at half past six. I would then have to choose, do I go shopping and eat late or do I eat and potentially risk the shop not having anything in it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. They need, they need to like wake up, wake up, France. Come on. <laughs> like, the French themselves actually oh, really yeah. nice people. It's the south. It's the it's the south of France. So apparently, there's, this is the nice end of France, rather than, unlike the north of England, which is the nice half of England. And yes, I'm not going to apologise for saying. <laughs> no, no, you're completely uh, correct. And anyone yeah. who disagrees is a filthy southerner. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I've been here long enough. I can make those jokes. <laughs> I think, as I've as I, uh, I've said a couple of times, the, you see, we're from uh, well, Matt and I are from the Midlands, and you mean that country, that that, that part of the country that a lot of people refuse to yeah. admit exists. And whilst it is not part of the North or the South, in a war, it will always side with the North. Yeah, so yes, and the North will not welcome you. <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> my slight ca- my slight caveat to that is that it's not I don't I've come to decide that it's not a north south thing it's a proximity from London thing because if you get far enough west yeah. to like Bristol or down into the down down westways it's actually it's, it's fine again it's actually it's not a north south thing it's just that the closer you get to London the more dicks there are <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a terrible yeah. fool <laughs> and it's funny um, I was I was. I made a video a long time ago about like the languages of the Imperium, so sort of like the, the cants of the Mechanicus, High and Low Gothic, and how like from planet to planet people cannot understand each other's Low Gothic. And I think it was Remley's left a comment. So it's like when a northerner meets a southerner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Ducky, what's up, your bum? That was terrible. That was, that's that's hell. That was my like, best I... best Midlands. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> That's what... what the actual hell <laughs> Okay, fuck all of you. That was the best I could do. I mean, I can't do a Brummie accent to save my life. I mean, I've got one of the softer northern accents by comparison. It's it's not broad by the standards of Mancunians or Yorkshiremen. But, yeah, that was a... That, sorry. <laughs> okay, I am from the very deep south. That is my excuse. <laughs> That's the hemisphere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. God, I did when I when I first started coming to school here, when my accent was a hell of a lot stronger. I like because I moved around schools a lot, and I remember like my first day at a school in Nottingham, and I went Oof. in, and they were like, "Oi, are you from Birmingham?" I was like, "You fucking what, mate? <laughs> like, what are you serious right now? Do you have ears, sir?" And, like the completely dead pan, like, "Oh no, you sound like you're from Birmingham." Yeah, but you uh, went. You went. What the sp- fuck is wrong with you? You went to school that. You went to school with people that didn't believe that your name was your name and didn't believe that you were really Australian. I, I literally had to show my passport to people because they wouldn't believe that I was foreign. <laughs> <laughs> it's, which is. 
And even then they were like, oh, no, no, fake passports are pretty easy to get. It's like, oh, are they really? You. No, they aren't. Not that I would know. I, I think that suggests more about the type of people that are saying that to you, that they know how difficult it is to get a fake passport. <sighs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, no. I have no idea. I've never needed I would, one. I would imagine it's probably a little bit difficult to get a fake passport, not endorsing that. Just to, saying. To be fair, it's probably less of a pain in the ass than getting a real it's one. It's probably but. cheaper than getting a real one as well. <laughs> Not endorsing fake passports. <laughs> anyway, let's let's try and get this podcast back on the vague rails it started on. <laughs> I'm here. Good so luck. So, Snipe, what, what have you been up to? Absolutely nothing. Good. No, no. I've been I've been uh, working myself to death over commissions, so ah. I've not really been doing much. I've been playing more Ghost Clancy's Boys Boys. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I played the DLC for that, and it was actually, it was actually pretty well done. Uh, for the Fallen Ghosts DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they, they introduced new enemy types and, and new drone types and a couple of new weapons, which I'm kind of angry doesn't carry over into the main game because there's a uh, semi-automatic uh, 50 caliber rifle that I fell in love with, the BFG something. So obviously I fell in love with it. Uh, they also have like attack drones where you can fire a couple of bullets, kind of like Twitches, uh, like like Zappy drone from Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah, yeah. And and yeah, like um, they've got new guys that basically can camouflage themselves, like optic, like light bending camouflage. Mm. So you've got to use thermals if you want to see them. They've also got portable jammer people who are carrying jammers, and they, I think that does kind of amp up the difficulty quite well considering you know you're supposed to play that after you you've rocked the the main campaign it's only about like a few hours long but it's still very fun is it like on the same map and stuff? no no it's a new map oh, okay um and, yeah you've got new factions and stuff and like the intro is pretty cool like they have a predator reference in the beginning because you, your chopper gets down spoilers for literally the first 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and like one of the, like, as you're kind of like, you have to regroup because you're all falling out your, your, your helicopter because, you know, it got blowed up. And you're, you bump into one of your guys and he's like, wow, Heat Seeker, that's pretty sophisticated for a bunch of half assed mountain boys. And I'm like, yes! I guess. I get so excited about those. I guess considering this is a game that has a mission in it where you literally hunt a predator, then just making a reference to it somehow doesn't, like, pique my interest quite as much as it normally would. No, no, that's. It still made me. Because they didn't copy it word for word, they did, like, paraphrase, and I was like, that, I like that. But yeah, I still haven't beat Jerry the Predator. You need to go back and beat him. I need to go back and beat him. But yeah. Yeah, I found that quite entertaining. Okay. I've also been watching Tokyo Ghoul, that anime. About people who eat people. Excuse me while I completely tune out because it's anime. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I usually would as well. <laughs> it's a self-preservation instinct. <laughs> but yeah, recently released like the second series on Netflix, and I had to watch the entirety of the first season again because I had no fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> and it's it's pretty interesting. It's about there's these these kind of weird humanoid demon things that are called ghouls that have to subsist on human flesh because I guess it's anime and it's horrible. And well, the main character, he becomes half a ghoul because he, ex- he basically gets in an accident and he accepts organs from a ghoul. So it kind of, give, he's like kind of like a half and half ghoul human kind of thing. And it's just his adventures on, I don't want to eat people. Oh no, it's so bad. 
And, like, a bunch of ghouls were like, well, then don't eat people. Here, have some coffee. It will stop you from being hungry. So this is basically a bunch of caffeine addicts who were also cannibals. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anime explained badly with Snipe. <laughs> I don't know. Even anime explained badly still makes more sense than anime explained well most of the time. You know, you're not wrong. I do feel what you're saying about the whole, I can't remember what happened in the first series, so I had to go back and look at it before doing that. It's the same with... Uh, well, it's not just anime, like with books. Like, I, I was reading, what was I reading? I was reading Adeptus Mechanicus, and I got about like, 10 chapters in before I came to France, and then I never picked the book up again until I was going to the airport to fly home again in December. Um, so it was like three months I hadn't touched the book. I had to just go back a couple of chapters to catch myself <laughs> up on what had just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I caught up with, um, with Venture Brothers a, little, yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Couple and of yeah, weeks. Couple of weeks. I wanted to say months, but then I realised it was weeks. Thanks for calling me out on that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I, I'm glad I could humiliate you in front of the internet. That's fine. That's fine. I've made a career out of that. Oh. Um, but yeah, I had to. Like, I want. I started watching from where like I hadn't seen episodes from, and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I had yeah. to go back and like watch the last episode of the previous season to kind of get myself in. You've, in check you've, especially, you've, got a... you've especially fucked it with Venture Brothers because every season they have like three years break. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There is like when you have long gaps between shows or releases, it definitely is one of those. You go, I've got to go back and see. Absolutely. One of these like we hadn't watched any Venture Brothers for about seven years, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, how many seasons have they done in that time? Oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay. It's that kind of thing where you don't want to not watch it, but you're also like, well, I'll just wait until it's finished. Because yeah. then I'll stop. Because yeah. then I'll, like, my watch time will be cut in, like, half. Because I won't have to keep re-watching all the seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um... But yeah, would you recommend Tokyo Ghoul? Ah, if if you're interested, I mean, like, try and find the uncensored version because Netflix. I'm pretty sure I can't prove this. When I watched the season originally, because it's incredibly gruesome. Because uh, well, you've got people eating each other and like they stab each other with these weird like things that come out of their like lower backs and stuff because supernatural beings, I guess. Mm. And like, there's a part in the second season which there's what my major grievance with it, apart from the fact it started just going generic anime with the whole the protagonist went through a horrible thing and now his hair is white and and he has like this weird hidden agenda. It's like oh I don't fucking care about generic angsty anime protagonists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. But um yeah, the first episode of the second season should have been the last episode of the first season because it actually has cliffhangers. Okay. And it, it, it's really fucking weird. Maybe it was originally shown, like, that one was an episode that was shown on its own and they didn't do the rest of the season for, like, a few months. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes TV series will do yeah. that. So. No, I, I honestly have no idea. Sort of like a standalone special type thing. Yeah, maybe maybe that was how it was originally Maybe. I, I honestly I don't know. Don't know. Um, but yeah, like, there's a fight scene between him and this guy who's, like, been torturing him. Very mild spoiler. Um, and he kind of, like, this guy grabs his leg and he twists it all the way around and, mm. like... All the all the skin kind of twists and bones splinter out in all directions, but you know it's horrible. And like he kind of like stands back down and he goes, "Oh, you think that'd hurt after all the shit you did to me?" Because nothing personnel, have, like, kid. Nothing personnel, kid. You made me use ten percent of my power. <laughs> but no, and because ghouls have like advanced healing, mm. they're um they they heal a lot quicker. And for some reason, the main character can heal even quicker than that because he's super special boy. 
And he kind of stands there and just like moves his leg and it snaps back into place. And it, it's like, of course, like in the rewatching, it's there's a big black line and you can't see. It's like the things they've chosen to censor are sometimes less gory than what they've not censored. So the versions you originally saw didn't have the senses. I'm not just... pretty sure because I, I I've watched it this time and just got really mad at it because it's like, look, it's an 18 plus. You've I've seen worse things on Netflix, like way worse things. So why did they censor? You know, I get like, you know, like censoring it for TV or whatever. That's fine, but this is Netflix for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. You, you get some horrible yeah. fucking shit on. There. See, this is one of those things where you can hook up with a shotgun on Netflix for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. This this is where you're going to look it up afterwards and you can find out there is no censorship job. I'm certain because like because <laughs> that, that kind of stuff pisses me off because I was, look if I want to watch a gory anime just show me show me everything show me teeth and fucking brains I don't care <laughs> I've got a pretty strong stomach when it comes to that stuff and it just like it it, it bugs me I think I'm just not used to that kind of thing on on Netflix but yeah and like say like there's there's one where like this guy grabs a guy by the head and he's just repeatedly smashing his head into like the corners of of like cabinets and, and the side of walls and he's like rubbing his face along broken glass and it's fucking horrible and there's like blood spraying all over the fucking walls and it's like okay that's fine whereas like there's there's literally a part in the second season where a character gets the kagune the, that's their weird spine thing that comes out and attacks people eaten by another ghoul they hang on their weird spine thing that comes out they have, like, yeah, that comes out of the lower back. They're like kind of weird, like tentacle things that come out because you know anime. <laughs> and like, like, there's little bits like, like I'm trying to think of a thing, but yeah, like there'll be somebody standing there with, like their their hand has been removed, and it's not like pissing blood in the like the comedic anime way. And there'll there'll be a big black line over that, and it's like, what? I saw a character like dev- like devour another character. In a really nasty, horrible way. But no, no. I, I saw that guy smash this guy. Or there'll be like, like blood on somebody, but they'll censor it. And it's like, look, censor all of it or don't. And it's just kind of frustrating for me. I got that. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I hide it well. I really do. <laughs> but no, if you're interested in kind of like... That's the thing I like about Japanese media, or just media that isn't like European... Well, English, I guess, is... Everyone's kind of got their own tropes and their own kind of ideas about things. So the Japanese have got some really interesting kind of ghost stories and like demon stories and things like that. And so I'd say if you're interested in that kind of stuff, definitely give it a, give it a watch. But you know, don't get too angry about the censorship or the well, fact that right the main character it goes a bit wanky. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Watch the first episode of the new Black Mirror series as well. <laughs> oh yeah, the Star Trek one. The Star Trek one. <laughs> the not Star good. Trek one. But it yeah. was so yeah, Star obviously. Trek. It's like, oh yeah, Space Fleet and the guy who's like the captain does a fantastic Shatner. Excellent. He yeah. yes, he really does, doesn't he? He really does. Did did like, you it was interest- this is more directed to you, Matt, but did you appreciate how at the start of the episode it's like all yeah, Shatner era, era original series. Yeah. Like it's in four three and it's a bit grainy and yeah. the costumes are crap. And then throughout the episode it gets later and later to the end the end it's got like Full to J. Brim's sort of like lens yeah. flares and things. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. The the amount of lens flares in that final bit is, <laughs> yeah, is it's truly glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have never seen something that is a more obvious, like mocking <laughs> gesture at <laughs> yeah. the J. J. Abrams Star Trek. That's like, pretty good. It's glorious. Yeah. But yeah, I think apart from that, not been doing a super amount. Just yeah, just working myself to death over commissions because 
I'm I'm a, a grueling artist. That's what I do. <laughs> um, okay then. Uh, so Matt, what have you been up to? Um, what is what is the game that you have you have decided to play so, play this week? Say so my game of the fortnight, which spoiler alert might be my game of the next few episodes because it's a big one. As I mentioned last week or last time, I've started playing Fallout Four. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a game you're not going to put down again. <laughs> yeah, that's this is going to be me for the next at least. I'm going to say six episodes. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, Fallout, Stellaris, those sorts of games are just like right. Except I'm here for the long. Yeah, part. yeah, this is my life now. <laughs> Even as someone that isn't like a fan of the Fallout series, like I think I put in like. 45 to 50 hours into that down you, you did. I put in I started playing last week and I'm up to about 12 or 13 so it's not I'm not okay. doing too bad like I'm not spending my entire life on it but <laughs> yet yet but yeah no I'm in general I'm very much enjoying it it's a little bit so this is spoilers to the story but it's the opening like cut like thing so it's the whole premise of the whole game basically so it's not really a spoiler also, the story is terrible, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. And the game's ancient by this point, like two years nearly. Okay, yeah, I still feel guilty for spoiling anything in, you know... Anyway. Well, it's like, anyway. occasionally people will get really mad at people for spoiling bits of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Ares dies, by the way. <gasps> Stop! <laughs> now we're going to get people angry! Oh, Look, no! My point was, so, you're frozen with your fam- your wife and kid. And then halfway through the freeze, like, someone comes in and kills your wife and steals your kid. I was frozen with my husband. Well, yes, if you... <laughs> I wanted a wife, oh, though. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, yeah, okay, whichever gender you choose to play as. Yeah. And sorry, you also I'm just said, messing with you. You also said baby rather than hideous slug child. Well, yeah. okay, yeah, hideous slug child. Bethesda! It's like that thing Kitty Pride pulls out of that weird, like, alien metal. <laughs> But so then yes. you wake up and your first thought is right. Okay, I need to go and find my kid. But then the game's like, but look at how pretty everything is. Look, there's a side quest over here and there's a side quest over here. And the <laughs> thing is, it does that quite well. But then you start doing these side quests, and then it says on to compound it all. It then says, actually, you know what? There's a base here which you don't really have any connection to, but you can hang out here for the next. I'm going to say IOL time at least a week. So game time probably months. <laughs> building a settlement and you're like but i want to like what it's just it's very dis, like jarring because i'm in i'm massively enjoying the base building bit and i'm massively enjoying all of the side quests but because of that i'm not at all caring about going to where i think my kid might be so i'm like well why bother putting that story bit in if it's going to encourage you and make all the side quests and things so enjoyable like i'm not complaining because yeah. i'm enjoying the game don't get me wrong it's just at odds with the story but it's just like well if I'm playing in character right now, I'm just legging it as fast as I can towards where any information I could possibly find about my kid. And it's just so weird that you're not. I don't yeah. know, it's like... Isn't that just Bethesda Game yeah. Design 101, though? Because Skyrim is like the game of the endless side yeah. quests. and it doesn't it? help that I, I like to do as many side quests because I don't like missing <laughs> things, and that's just how I play games. I will do as many side quests as possible before moving the main yeah. story on. But I'm getting the feeling that I could just completely not... Do, I could do all of the side quests in the whole game from the look of it without bothering with the main story. Because... Yeah. Which is nice to give you the choice, but for me, that means I'm yeah. never going to do the story. So, I mean, I haven't played Fallout 4. I've played New Vegas, and I've played a lot of New Vegas. Um, so I know what you mean about getting a bit sidetracked, but the beauty of New Vegas was always, like, as much as you were doing side quests and 
going this, that, the other place and getting trapped between things and you couldn't actually escape from having to reset your game. Well done, Nick. Yeah. No, I think um, that's just Bethesda in general. <laughs> yeah, I, it was really embarrassing. I basically got stuck. Where did I get stuck? Uh, uh, I can't remember now. I was near Nipton. I got trapped near Nipton. I couldn't go one way or the other because raiders were going to kill me. But I know what you mean, but the beauty of New Vegas was always, even if you were doing the side quest, you felt like you were actually making a difference. Whereas Fallout, I've seen a lot of Fallout 4 and the side quests just seem to be entertaining but just there they don't really shape anything mm. they're just sort of a di- they are a distraction rather than actual contribution to the state of yeah I, I honestly i've done enough but i haven't played I enough to see what the consequences are or aren't so I, I honestly couldn't all i can say is i enjoyed doing them but i, d- I don't know how it's going to affect anything also but. you know i guess your kid is missing but it's fine but yeah that's the thing i'm just like well I feel I just feel like my my character is just like running around, just like internally screaming while I'm just <laughs> while I'm just not letting him go to where he's meant wants to be going. Honestly, it reminds me. There's there's quite a funny like line drop in um, Evil Within Two. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you are looking for your daughter okay. in in Evil Within Two, and you can also go to, like the shooting range, like mini games where you can go and just like it's like you shoot blocks out and it's like puzzles. And, like, occasionally after he will do a a big old, like, shooty puzzle or whatever in, like, your home hub kind of area, he'll just stop and go, yeah, I guess I should get back to my, that whole finding my daughter thing. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I was really on board with this until that. It's like, that is so meta. Sort of lampshading it. So really, much, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's... It, it would be funny if Fallout 4 has something like, like every time you do a side quest, it's like, oh yeah, that, that kid what I have. It doesn't. <laughs> I know, it should, but... Yeah, oh, well. Like, it's... Like, I, I've, I've beaten... I've beaten the main storyline, and, like, I've I've done bits and pieces of the side quests and stuff. Like, I haven't 100%ed it or anything, but I did, like, enough that I, I wanted to. And it was... Like it is, it is a slightly like frustrating game because you do realize that ninety percent of what you did was fucking pointless. And the best type of side quests are the ones you sit there and go, "What the fuck yeah, is the point?" Yeah. Of this? But the weird, the weird thing is, is that like I, I often found that with the Bethesda RPGs, is that I never really liked a, how open they start off. Bit overwhelming. Um, because quite often they give you this huge world. But I wouldn't be given a reason to care about it because I don't. I'm not going into it caring about it because I don't have like a connection to the Elder Scrolls series or the Fallout series like at all. Yep. So like I want a reason to care, and some of the earlier ones didn't really give me enough of a reason to care. And the Fallout Four being much more on rails in terms of its narrative, um, because even though you can just ignore the main quest, the main quest line. Once you're on it, it's quite a direct kind of thing. Yeah, and the game does try to poke you so that you... I don't know how much I'm going to spoil here, but you come out and you get you go straight yeah. to pretty much quest marker number one is go there, which points you to where story marker number two is. And the, the quest if you do just follow the quest that the game gives you, you will probably get to the end of the game in I don't know how many hours. And you can completely yeah. sequence break it like you could Fallout 3. Um, and I think what's the world record? Something like half an hour. Jesus. Uh, I, I know it's under an hour. The world record for Fallout Four. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like I personally, that's, I, like, that, that's just how many bad side quests there are. <laughs> right? 
Like I kind of, I kind of appreciated it being a little bit more on rails for that reason because it meant that I was. It sort of pushed me through the not giving a shit at all about everything. Yeah. Um, and making me give up, which I'd done with every other Bethesda game's main quest. Yeah. So I was meaning to ask. I was like, so from what I've played, like, because I haven't done this is so this isn't very little story wise because, like I said, I haven't done a single main quest yet, despite playing the game <laughs> okay. for. 12 or so hours dude this game will kill you just go and do the main story <laughs> but from what I've seen so far is basically identical to Fallout 3 gameplay wise so um, that, like I played mechanically more... it's a lot better like, um, I just... as in the guns actually feel like they're guns that you can shoot and people die from them as opposed to this vague nonsense that the Fallout 3 engine was uh, maybe I mean I played it when it was first out so that's a how the hell? That's a long time ago. Fallout yeah. Three, and I honestly yeah. don't remember it being any different. <laughs> well, you've got so. you've got aim down sight for one. Uh, Vats has been reworked. Criticals have been reworked. I I, I haven't used Vats at all yet so far. <laughs> ah, <that's laughs> how? Because how have you got through twelve hours without using because Vats? Because it's crap. I get, I don't <laughs> because I'm, I tend I play I'm playing as like a, a stealthy snipery type. I can like. I can headshot with without vats, and if I go to vats, it's like you have a two percent chance to hit. Like, well, no, I'll get okay. I'll get a hundred percent. It's probably down to my choices and how I'm playing it. But I just haven't needed yes, vats at all. Be. So I'm just like, yeah. I, pre- I press I press the Q button um, to bring it up as as I'm running around to try and spot guys in the distance quickly. Yeah, you're using it as a spotter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be fair, that's half of what you do with VATS. Like, VATS is 50% aimbot, 50% scanner. So, yeah, okay, to be fair, I am, I am using VATS, but just for that purpose, and then I immediately get rid of it and aim properly. Yeah, but, like, you've got aim down sight compared to Fallout 3. Oh, did, that, uh, did Fallout 3 not have that? It has been a long time since I played. So. Only only sniped weapons, so weapons with uh, okay. actual scope, had proper aim down sights. This is starting like, to explain why I haven't noticed the difference. <laughs> what, because, dude, have you even played Fallout 3? <laughs> you can also sprint. Which you oh, wow, well, yeah, I've forgotten everything about Okay, I take back my, my question. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, guys, since I played Fallout 3. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> I've not played Fallout 3. <laughs> oh, I paid for that. She's just completely saving me. <laughs> So this, this group of people, you are the only one that has played Fallout 3 for more than an hour. <laughs> you remember but nothing you know about the least it. About it. it was a very long time ago. <laughs> to be, to be, in defense of my actual knowledge of Fallout 3, I've watched a lot of Fallout. I've watched both uh, the You Only Live Once Fallout runs a lot. I know those games relatively well. Yeah. Better than drama, Matt. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But are you enjoying Fallout 4? I am, no, yeah, that's why I said right at the start. Like, I am massively enjoying yeah. it, and I'm really enjoying the setting, and I am enjoying the base building bits. I've not done that much of it, but I've done the bits where it told, like, it told me to and things. And I'm getting a bit overwhelmed by the amount of crap you can collect because I had to. I have to like. You can also mod your and... power armor so you can have space marine armor. Yeah, I don't. Well, because being the whole sneaky, I, I, my power armor is. I had to walk with it back to the settlement, and then I put it on the rack, and then it stayed there. You're going to need it. I'll say that. Okay, I've got, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of fusion cores for it already. So. I don't know. I I think in Stop the en- I think in the entire game, I only use the power armor for like the two missions where you have to, and then never use them again. 
Because you were scared well, of there's no yeah. mission where you actually are forced to use it. There's just a couple where it's highly recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apart from those, I didn't really use it. I kind of saved them for like the when I'd, I'd kind of got to the end of the game and I'd, I'd beaten the main kind of quest line. And then there was like a few little settlements and things that were su- that were supposed to be super difficult to beat. And so I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just go and take my power armor and we'll just go in and just murderize everyone. Because yeah. <laughs> by that point I got the, yeah. what's it called? Is it the XO1 armor or whatever it is? The XO1 is the top grade armor yeah. unlocked after level 27. Yeah, because that, that, that shows you how late in the game it was before I actually started using power armor that I got that. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the only XO1 armor you can get at level like, below that is the quantum armor in Nuka World, but yeah, that's a DLC. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Fallout 4 is a weird one. Like, I, I, I think it's. I enjoyed it, but it's also kind of bad. But it's good. It but had, it's bad. It was divisive. For, I think the dialogue thing was what put a lot of people off. Yeah. Like they completely reworked the dialogue system to go from here's a list of things you can say and like actual percentage speech checks diddly 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 to a random pick four things and not quite sure what my character is going to mm. say. And normally, you into Commander Shepard. Yeah, and normally three of them mean pretty much the same thing anyway. Yeah. So my my final my only two points. So funny, this is like interesting things that have happened so far. Every time I talk to someone, because you've got the van, you've got the you don't get a percentage chance as you mentioned, but you still there's some options that you've got a chance of passing or failing. I have a suit and a hat that gives me bonus charisma. So every time I get to one of those, I'm in my like combat gear and I'm just like, hang on, wait, hold that thought. Let me get changed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is let me change into my fedora. Let me just put my put my hat on and then completely strip out of my combat fatigues into my dirty black suit, which for some reason gives me two charisma. And then I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Honestly, no, dude. It's nothing to do with your hat or your co- or your suit. It's dirty imagine- suit. Dirty suit. Imagine me going up to you and going, dude, I wait, wait, wait. And then I just undress in front of you and put on someone else's clothes and go, give me 50 quid. You're going to fucking do it, aren't you? I don't know. I would have had closed my eyes and put my fingers in my ears at that point. So. <laughs> okay, imagine some random stranger comes up to you and just starts undressing. It's like, don't go anywhere. What are you going to fucking do? At that do? point, you probably call the police. Exactly. In this day and age. We are the police in this game, so sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, but, but yeah, yeah, I am massively enjoying it. The only downside, as I was starting to say earlier, is because I like do, trying to do as many side quests before the main quest, I said, and also I like to try and collect everything in case it's useful later. So it means that I've had a, at least a few occasions where I've cleared out an area, teleported home, dropped off stuff, teleported back, run through it again to pick up all of the stuff that I've left. And I was like, <laughs> this is probably like a waste of time. And it just slows down the game so much. But I'm like, I can't not yes, do it. Also, I, beware of the radiant quests, i.e., the quest that never ends. It just you complete it, and it gives you another one, and then another one, and then another one that you can yeah. never finish. Oh god! Just there are those quests that exist, and there are certain characters who are infamous for giving <laughs> okay, them out. Right. Yeah, dude, that game's gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, but I am. In, it's, yeah, I'm the sort of person where it's gonna. T- I'm, yeah, it's gonna take me a while. But I'll try and keep up with my... I'll just have to have some small... I'll need to get some recommendations at some point for some short games that I can then actually talk about. Because Witcher 3! <laughs> yeah, Witcher 1 was... I mentioned I started about that a while ago, but I just Fallout is... So I, I could play with the original Witcher, but Fallout, so... <laughs> I have never been more disappointed in my fellow man. I know. Oh but my goodness. The Witcher, Witcher is so hard to get into. I tried. I've tried a couple of times. Okay, okay. I will. It's on my list and I will at some point. Mm. 
Mm. Um, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've just got a, quick, a couple of quick TV recommendations. So I've not much to say yeah. about them, but they're both Netflix shows that we've been watching. Although the first one, it was a Channel Four thing, so I don't actually in the UK. So I don't know. As we mentioned last time, you know, with Star Trek and the Netflix original, but not in the country it was made thing. Yeah. So I don't know in the UK if it's on Channel Four or Netflix, or whatever. But we watched um, the end of the fucking world. I watched that too. Yeah, we watched that. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? It's pretty good. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I can recommend that, but also it's very British in the way it's not saccharine sweet. So yeah, get yeah, 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 it. definitely. But also, it's based off an American comic. What really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the setting's wow. been changed to sort of the UK, but actually, like. Yeah, we were um, reading an interview with the um, creator of the TV show, and she was saying that um, it's set all the settings because when you're watching it, you're like all the cars are like it's set now, but all the cars are kind of like seventies cars, and the settings they they look don't look like it's the UK, but they all have UK. It's just like it's a bit. It's it's just like this is really interesting, um, and it was intentionally chosen like all these settings and things to make you sort of feel slightly off guard all the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very good show about two kids who basically run away, like I say kids, like 17, 18, I think, who run away from home oh, those and crazy things kids. escalate a bit. And But yeah, I really, really, well, we both really enjoyed it. Um, oh, it's yeah. a good mix of like yeah. funny and the kids are quite adorable, but idiots. But, and they've got this yeah. kind of, there's like this grim black humour there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very fun. It's Yeah, that's why when I first looked, I looked up the comic and like, if you want to buy it on Amazon, it's about 180 quid because it's, it was printed like how many years ago, like, and it's, ah. they didn't print that many of them. But you can get the Kindle version of it and things, which I haven't done, but I might do it at some point. But yeah, it was an American <laughs> comic originally. Oh, I didn't realize because I've I've seen um, a few screenshots of the comic and was and been like, okay, the art style's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but that doesn't surprise me considering the I don't know what happens in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, that's uh, you'd see, I haven't come across this though. I have not watched TV aside from the Six Nations in the last <laughs> six months, um, but. When you say about the, the the grim black humor type sort of thing, I can understand immediately why you think it would be yeah. British because <laughs> yeah. there is nobody who does that humor other than the British. Yeah, there's that very British like sense of yeah, just everything. It's like the end of Time Bandits. Always like that always stuck with me. Mm. It's like that's just that that's a bit too grim. I, it's I've like heard... kind of everything is horrible, but it's still funny, but you feel like a twat for laughing. I, I've heard some of the... Um, obviously, you have to be able to, to you know, speak the language or find a subtitled or dubbed version, but I've heard um, that some of the, like, Scandinavian um, comedies and things are so dark that to a... Finnish comedy is really dark. Yeah, really like, dark. To, a, to, like, a non-resident of that place, they don't even appear to be comedies because they're just bleak horror. Well, if it's that cold, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that they may, they are way worse than British humour. It's just that obviously more people understand English, so more people have seen yeah. the British stuff. So the English gallows humour. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, where was I? I was in a lab. I was in a clean room doing. A, I was building a semiconductor in labs because apparently that's the one the good thing this system has. It has good <laughs> labs. Um, and I was just we were just finishing off this step, in, and I knew there were like two or three more steps to do. And I was like, so we're done, right? Just completely, just off the cuff to the demonstrator in French, of course. I was like, so we're done. I just and anyone who knows that I was British, and if I was speaking in English, would know immediately that I was joking. 
and I think he took me completely at oh, face no. value. Um, and uh, yeah, note to self: do not be sarcastic unless you make it painfully <laughs> obvious you're being sarcastic. You need to hold up a little sign that says sarcasm on it so people know. Yeah, I was in a clean room. I wouldn't have been able to carry the sign in with yeah, if me. You want to do humour in France? You've pretty much got to do puns, which means that your language has got to be pretty Dad good. Jokes. Ooh. Yeah, you've got to be very, very good. Uh, I, I sometimes understand when they make jokes because some of the I have to say right at the front of lectures, and the lecturers sometimes do say something that is apparently funny, and half the time I get it. Um, and I think like, the odd lecturer knows how to be sarcastic, but they build up to the sarcastic punchline. <laughs> whereas with Brits, it's completely <laughs> off the cuff, and it's like, out of nowhere, sarcasm, and just like. Yeah, nobody's going to understand that because I'm British and we don't do humour the same way. And it's, and it's something when you watch... Um, like My brother really likes Friends and Impractical Jokers and stuff. And like, those American sitcoms. I find them incredibly cringeworthy. Oh, and I can't watch them. They are really kind of just really creepy almost. Like really fake and Yeah, and they're weird. so... Yeah, and it's so in your face and predictable mm-hmm. that it's just like... I don't want to see this because I know exactly what's going to happen and it's not going yeah. to be funny. I mean, it takes a lot for me to find something amusing, but it it just doesn't appeal to me at all. It's like, I'd, I'd much rather take... What's the... Um, the Royal Family was one that we always used to watch. And I'm sure if you're British, you've probably watched The Royal yeah, Family right, at yeah. some point. I never got that show, but I think it was it was probably not for me. Uh, yeah, so that's like quintessentially British. Yeah, I never so. got it. I was just like, God, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it just always made me uncomfortable. You may, no idea why. My granddad wasn't particularly keen on it. He was Welsh, but he, he is Welsh, but he didn't particularly like it either. Maybe it's because it swore too much. I didn't mind uh, the swearing. I was just like, no, everything. everyone's kind of gross, and they're all kind of really weird fucking people it just I, I don't know maybe growing up on like American media and Australian media was just a kind of a bit too clean for me yeah yeah it's something like the royal family and perhaps and there's plenty of others that would just would not work anywhere but in Britain like fucking League of Gentlemen like. <laughs> yeah oh my fucking god <laughs> That is terrifying. <laughs> that scared the fuck out of me. Complaining about Scandinavian humor. But it's a comedy, though. It's not scary. It's not a comedy. The fucking Christmas special. I couldn't sleep for a fucking week after seeing that fucking thing. Oh my god. Yeah, the the Christmas special of League of Gentlemen oh. was straight up mostly just a horror episode. <laughs> mostly. I've not seen it. Um, oh, it's horrifying. But- Oh god! <laughs> just straight up home invasion. It's like there's no punchline. <laughs> it's just like look at these horrible things right, happening I'll, uh, at Dutch angles. You can tell the difference between an American and an, uh, a British comedy show usually because of the you know how the like the live audience laughing sound effect. Oh god, the canned laughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah and apart from like only fools and horses, like a lot of the British comedies don't do it. It's like outnumbered. I don't know if you guys mm. watched Outnumbered, but mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that. That and I mean, okay, I'm telling a lie actually because like some of the really good British ones, like Not Going Out and Only Falls and Summer Wine, did have it actually. I'll oh, shut up. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I think it depends. Uh, ones that uh, a lot of the studio-based ones tended to have it here. Well, then the um, young ones and the uh, and Red Dwarf had laugh tracks. Red Dwarf had a, had a laugh track, except for the special editions of season seven where they removed the laugh track. <laughs> So people would tell a joke and then there'd be an awkward silence for five seconds. <laughs> what, they should have just put in a folded like... 
Like a <laughs> that would have made it funny. Because that, that, that was the version I—that was the version I had on VHS, and I remember watching it and going, like, "What's what's wrong?" And it was like, "Oh yeah," because they've removed the canned laughter because that was the first one that wasn't filmed. I think that was the one that wasn't filmed in front of a studio, mm. so the the laughter wasn't. It was like done in post, so they had to leave gaps for the laughter to be there. <laughs> so yeah, so, so they when forgot they re- to put it in. So well, it's, no, they removed it for the special edition once they were extended. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really weird. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's an Also, I've heard in a lot of American shows they've been using the same canned laughter sound effect yeah. since the fifties. Yeah, um, as someone who grew up with predominantly American media, I can confirm. Mm. Yeah, but I, that doesn't surprise me though, because it's like it's conditioning you to hear a sound to find things funny. So if it's the same laughter and you're used to that same sound, that doesn't surprise me that they use the exact same track. Actually, it's Pavlov's bell. Like, yeah, wouldn't you notice it's a conspiracy. that? Conspiracy. If this is also we find you've been framed jokes funny. <laughs> God fuck you've been framed. <laughs> I you know what, watching you've been framed now because I saw a bit of an episode oh, over Christmas God. is so surreal because they're still using clips from like yeah, the mid nineties. Like you can see the shitty little thing in the corner, like from an old style VHS camera, like with the date on it, and you're like 1992, but, and you're like, the fuck? But These like, people are dead by now. They've had, like, great-grandchildren. It's you, over. You are sitting there going, God, they... So the people that sent this in got the £250 or whatever, but they've been using this for decades. <laughs> yeah. Like, they've got their money's worth out mm-hmm. of every clip. Because, obviously... Because, I mean, they could just go on YouTube and use it and use clips from that, because Lord knows plenty of shows just steal stuff from YouTube anyway. They do, yeah. But yeah, that's, it's really surreal. Like, yeah, they still use those. Do they still use the horrible three D animations of like the little VHSes. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're still using VHSes, which must be incredibly confusing to some of the younger children watching. I guess it just goes to show how much money that show is making. That they never have to do anything. It's basically the EA. Well, I, <laughs> that's, I imagine it doesn't make much money. That <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah, that's a bit. That's yeah, a that bit is cruel. The, that is the harshest insult. EA is the devil. I, I imagine it doesn't make much money, but I imagine at this point it costs basically nothing to make. You yeah. just have to get what Harry Hill or whoever's doing the the voiceover these oh, days. Yeah, there was and there was that lady Lisa something I can't remember. Right. There's like a few few people who sit there. Like I remember one specific joke. She was like, "Oh, I remember when I was at school and we would open the dictionary and underline words like Willy, and then it just left." I was like, "This is some kind of thought experiment. This is." <laughs> I like somebody's watching me and how I react right the fuck now. It's, it's like because weird. that was so out of nowhere. It's like occasionally like her popping in, going, "Everything is fine." It, it's fine. It's, it's like avant-garde humor. You just not not high oh, enough to get it. it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, before we're on that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the second of the quick recommendations that I was going for. Yes, the quick recommendation. <laughs> um, however long ago that was, um, we started watching a new series again. Netflix Glow. The... I've watched all of Glow and it's really good, isn't it? Yes. Excellent. Are you, I've not. I've, yeah, we've but it's also episode, like... we've just watched episode eight, so we're we're like we've got two left, I think. I nice. Also, watch the 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 real Glow or whatever, which is like a documentary. Yeah, because like, well. that was it was they decided to make this after watching that documentary, apparently. Um, for anyone who for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's glow. It's uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glamorous, uh, glamorous ladies of glamorous wrestling. Ladies of wrestling. That's the one. Or gorgeous ladies. Of gorgeous. Wrestling. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's one or the other. I can't remember. Mm. And it's based off like so. It's a, it's a comedy series, um, but it's based off a real wrestling event, like TV show that was made in I think the eighties. Yeah, it's, it was about yeah, the eighties. Judging by the hair yeah. and the high the high waist, and then it like, was just like like WWE, there. but like. Not as obviously not as big, 
Um, and it's just with women. But it's the same, like, you know, storyline, soap opera, acting, wrestling things. And it went for, like, mm. I don't know, five or six years. And then a couple of years ago, someone made a documentary about it. And then the people who made Orange is the New Black, or some of the people who made that, saw that documentary and thought that would make a good comedy show. And so it's kind mm. of based on... But I don't know, it's obviously, it's all... Like, it's, it's it's loosely, loosely based. Like, based. There's a lot on of the characters yeah. that kind of represented this. Like my favorite, which is oh, what's her name? Matt, Machu Machu Picchu. Oh. Machu Picchu. She's yeah. my favorite. I love her. She's excellent. She was amazing. And the character, like the the lady she's based on, is such a badass. And okay. She's such a dumb. Yeah, I'm gonna. Once yeah. we get to the end of the series, and we could def- I'm gonna watch the check out the uh, documentary just to yeah, find definitely. out more. But as a comedy series, it's get ready it's, for feels. It's very excellent. <laughs> We started watching it and thought, this might be all right. And we watched it and we're like, okay, well, we've got to watch at least a few more episodes now. <laughs> and then we're like, why is there only so 10? We were like, okay, we've got to stop now and watch them tomorrow because otherwise we're going to burn through it in a day. <laughs> but I the dangers of Netflix. definitely, definitely recommend it. It's very, very funny. Yeah, it's good. It's very cool. Um, that was my two quick recommendations. And that's me done for okay. a week. Um, okay. okay, cool. Who have we got left? <laughs> it's me. It's yeah. just Whip. So thank you for joining us at the oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. What have you been up to, Wiblet? Um, well, first one to mention, just a, a quick thing, is obviously we did Dawn of War 3. We did. Um, oh, yes. This week. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. With Gabby Boy and his <laughs> well, weird head. Yeah. Um, yeah. I obviously have talked about it on the podcast before, and sort of things still stands that... You know, it's not the worst game in the world, but it is the worst mainline Dawn of War. So, I, I think my work okay, the, it's worse than the sec. It's the worst of the three, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the worst part about it is that there are certain bits that they do so well. They totally understand orcs. They really do get orcs, mm. but you know, like the, the little animations, like um, if um, oh, what's his name, the war boss, Gorguts, yeah, Gorguts. Because he's got a metal gob, and occasionally on his idle animation, it'll just kind of like one of the hinges will pop off, and he'll just smack it back into place. <laughs> like yeah. Little things like that. It's like that's a real nice little attention to detail. Apparently, so I read an article about it. The animation of orcs in the game is based largely on bulldogs. Oh, beautiful! Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's really yeah. clever. Because <laughs> um, that, that was sort of how they got the kind of the combination of like strength, squat, and swagger. Suddenly, all the knobs are dragging their asses across the concrete. <laughs> would, would that surprise you? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would actively add to my experience. Um, but the thing is, like, they've got these, like, especially with the orcs. I think they're the ones that have got have, like the best treatment, like model-wise. But you can't zoom in as far as you could on either yeah. of the games, so you don't get to appreciate how good the models are a lot of the time and. Like the animations, whilst really good, they don't have any of like the sync kills or anything from the first yeah. game, and they also it was nice zooming in and watching one of your guys just pelt someone like thirty feet yeah. across. Like that kind of shit was awesome. And it's just like it's not as good from an RTS perspective as Dawn of War One, and it's not as good as that kind of weird strategy hero thing that Dawn of War Two was. You're avoiding saying the word MOBA. Well, no, because it wasn't a MOBA. No, no. Like, it, was, those, it was right. like that, that, that kind of no obviously not on yeah. MOBA but it's MOBA-esque oh well the, the thing is like people always accuse Dawn of War 3 of being like a MOBA and specifically usually what they're talking about is the power core mode which when it launched was the only multiplayer mode yeah. and is one of the worst things that has ever been made in general <laughs> what, it, it's in oh, general wow that's terrible ouch yeah I mean, are, we talking, okay. are we talking like more than I don't know? Say heavy rain, not heavy rain. It's, <coughs> it's fine. Like, fucking Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls is at least like entertainingly bad. 
Okay, well, is it worse than David Cage? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, David Cage is exactly so, uh, as know, bad as Dawn of War Three is. <laughs> hyperbole aside, like yeah, the, the power core mode is is based on is based on a kind of MOBA idea, and that was like yeah. the original multiplayer thing, and it was supposed to like run like be like really kind of quick. But all it really is is just this kind of quick mess where the AI, if you're playing with AI, the AI is fucking stupid anyway. You've so. never played a MOBA before, have you? Yeah. <laughs> no, like no, pretty, but it's, pretty realistic yeah. representation. But the thing is, like, it's it's just so like out of place inside a proper RTS. Mm. Like, it just doesn't work, and it's just so tedious. And when it launched, that was the only multiplayer mode. It was the only one you could play a skirmish in. So you either had that or you had nothing. Mm. Also, and this is a minor point. You can't put custom decals in, so you can make your chapter or whatever, but you can only use pre-existing chapter. Well, you can use them. orc logos on them as well. well. Yeah, you can put orc logos on your space marines, but, you know, personally, there's a tiny part of me that dies inside when I the do black that. black so. templorks. <laughs> okay, That's actually, actually, like a custom army. Actually, that would be... Yeah, that would actually be a pretty good way to use the orcs and give them <laughs> space marine logos and, and do that uh-huh. kind of thing. That, that would, okay, okay, I'll, I'll buy into that. That's a good one, but... Thank you. But yeah, um, as I say, I think, uh, yeah, Dawn of War's problem is just it's the worst entry in a very good series. If it was just... If it was the first Dawn of War game you played, I think you'd be like, that's all right. Sorry, it just reminds me, because we opened that video by being... Like by joking and going, this you know, I guess you know, you might have noticed we kind of like 40k and this like, well, this is the first Dawn, this is the first 40k game we've played, Dawn of War three, and someone angry like what was it? They got angry at you on Twitter. I was like, oh yeah, no, 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 they left, they left. A oh, comment. they left an angry comment, which was like, oh yeah, so like it's the, like first game you played, you start the worst one. It's like, oh honey. <laughs> Oh, you're new. <laughs> Do you even? You should probably look into the recommended bar down the side where you'll see where it will be linking the like 20 other yeah. like episodes of Sniper Web Play where we play a 40k game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I get comments that could you please cover this and that event? And I've literally covered it three weeks ago. I was like, <laughs> um. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I literally just covered X, Y, and Z and the worst ones, like, someone likes to comment, says, please do this. Like, it's coming at the end of the series, it's going to be here, don't worry, look forward to it. And then they leave another one the week after asking for it again. Like, <laughs> I already told you, it's coming in a bit, be sodded patient. Yeah. You see, we actually found something that has actually seemingly worked when people keep asking the same thing. Because people kept asking us to play the Ultimate Apocalypse mod for Soulstorm. Yeah. Um, and we started saying, every time you ask us about that, we add three months to how long it's going to take before we address it. Let me sing Alexis' intro. Yeah. Over time, over time, it's got to a point where no one's asking us about it anymore. So Still, I... we'll see you in 2027, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't speak as much as Dawn of War 3 gameplay-wise because I've played Dark Crusade and that's literally it. Well, that's the best one, so that's mm. that's a good place. Yeah. Yes, I agreed. But I looked into the story of Dawn of War 3 because I was researching the Blood Ravens and I just wanted to get my head around the absolute shenanigans that go on in Dawn of War 1 through 3. Oh, yeah. And the, and the nonsense the Blood Ravens get away with, it's insane. The cheeky boys. Uh, yeah, seriously, they should have all been exterminatists about ten times by the end of oh, the totally. series. But anyway. Yeah. They um, keep stealing the firing pins because they're very shiny. <laughs> Yeah, but Dawn of War 3, from a story perspective, it's 
I, at what point? I, I'm not going to spoil the end. Of, I uh, don't want to spoil the end of the game. Uh, whatever. I, toward the end, some really weird alliances start getting drawn up, and it's just like you what, mate? <laughs> and then at the very—I don't know if it's the very, very end of the game, but pretty much at the end, despite the fact that in in which one, Soulstorm? Yeah, in Soulstorm, the Blood Ravens lost half their chapter to Boreal's incompetence. And didn't they lose half of it again in Dawn of War 2 because half of them went traitor? And then, yeah, a large amount went traitor and one of their main recruiting systems got exterminatus in Dawn of War 2. And in Dawn of War 3, they threw away an entire ship by throwing it at a planet. No, I'm not joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Basically, they don't seem very responsible all in all. Not really. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like it's not even like Abaddon who threw his like broken Blackstone Fortress at Cadia because it was broken. And it actually did... And while both succeeded, Abaddon's Blackstone Fortress was broken. It seemed like the ship that you threw at... What was its name? Another planet named after something hell-based. Like, they've been on Tartarus and stuff. Are these Acheron? Whatever. Whatever the name of the planet is. And it just, like... Why, <laughs> Angelos? Why? Also, because it was cool. Okay. And also, you caused this in Dawn of War One, I think. No, the end of Dawn of War Two is a direct consequence of what happens in Dawn of War One. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just like, for God's sake, Gabriel Angelos. But he's the best commander with his incredibly high forehead. No, he's and... not. Leaping twenty Jeez, feet in the air in Terminator armor. He can flip in Terminator armor. Like fuck off. <laughs> oh no, no! It's Terminator armor can jump really high. That's why it can move one inch less. Uh, yeah, but it can move ten <laughs> inches vertically. Yes, that's where the extra inch goes. <laughs> ten inches vertically is all anyone ever wants, really. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I'll write that down for potential uh, names for this uh, episode. <laughs> Just be glad you don't have an animator who would actually put that shit into a video. <laughs> oh, oh, we need to get ourselves one. Yeah, no. <laughs> we didn't even ask for the animator. We got you just like doing it off his own back, and for which we are eternally grateful. But Adeptus Animaticus is it is fantastic. No, I've seen their stuff. It's pretty rad. We were quite happy because we ended up in one, so it was like. Yay! You're into me too. Actually. Oh, really? Oh, that's oh, even I was better. only actually linked to the first one. I'll have to they, find the other one. Yeah. You're definitely you're more in the first one, which is Gaz called Sad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But definitely, you get mentioned. You, you pop up again. I think in the episode after, though, I cannot remember in what exactly context it was. <laughs> okay, I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> I'm just glad that my uh, my Gaz call impersonation made it up in there. <laughs> So proud. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes we do come up with stuff that I, I swear we only say it just to get it animated. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the fun of a podcast, though. I reckon. That's the thing. Like, I think half the stuff I say is just so I can make Wib try and figure out how to censor it for the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the titles of this podcast started off normal and just got worse and worse they over did. time. They, they got worse and worse. <laughs> Much like the podcast. Yeah, there's a reason we don't. There's a reason we don't subtitle any of our episodes. <laughs> it's great. Um, you get all the clickbaity views. It's fantastic. It's probably because there's three of us who actually host it, and so we always bounce around who hosts. So you sort of tell who's hosting just by the title. <laughs> like, 
Like mine would be kind of straight down the middle, and then Runways and Lexus is like I don't even know what they use as their stuff like. Oh god! Probably Runways would be quite straight and narrow because like that's what his channel sort of projects ninety mm. percent of the time. But I love that because yeah. like his Twitter is the opposite. Because like I I literally complained about being awake the other day, and he just threatened he just like threatened me with Battenberg, and it's like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Runways and Zorin are just like. St- Bad on Twitter. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful sights to behold, honestly. As long as it doesn't involve Battenberg. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, Dawn of War 3. Dawn of War 3. It kind of bad, but not as bad as people make out, the but AI it's also worse bad. than the other games, so... Eh. The Imperial Knight's fun. Yeah, 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 that's pretty fun. There um, we go, that's it. It's yeah. pretty well, bad. Well, I wasn't going to dwell on it too much, because we've already talked about it in previous podcasts. So. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I've, I've been playing shit tons of the Mad Max game that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, We're all about the latest oh, yeah. games here. It's not... Oh, yeah, play. yeah. Well, <laughs> no one expects anything new from us. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. We, we spoke about new news today. <laughs> we've lowered their expectations to a point that they can <laughs> deal with the whatever nonsense like, that we throw out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, played play Mad Max. Uh, we did it for a video um, a couple of weeks back. It's so awesome that they actually have an Australian guy. Yeah, apparently they originally had an American, and then people went, that's fucking terrible, so they went, yeah, you're right, and changed it. That makes me happy. Mm. Like casting Matt Damon in a movie about the Great Wall of China. Bing. <laughs> Oof, mm. Yeah, that's a bad one. Um, but yeah, no, Mad Max is... I, I, at the time, it kind of got a bit of a reputation for being kind of mediocre. Mediocre! <laughs> Good call, good call. <laughs> Sorry, um, I had to. Yeah. And I, I get that, because it is, at the end of the day, just a very literal sandbox. Well, and, yeah, it's like, yeah, the movies are as well. And it's like full of grind, um, and it takes ages to do anything, but I don't know. It's I, like, I think like part of that, though, is that when it came out, that there were a lot of games at that point that were just doing absolutely, that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I think so, it came out in a glut in of fad. open world games. So, yeah. Um, I, I think it it sort of... It didn't do itself any favours in that regard, but sort of playing it fresh from that. Like, I actually really appreciate what it's doing. And yeah, it is grindy, but it kind of fits narratively with this kind of lone wanderer going about just fixing little problems anyway. And the fact that I kind of like games where where you're just slowly making little bars tick up and making percentages tick up, like I kind of find that quite therapeutic. And also the fact that the main kind of conceit of the game is just making your like big ass fucking car look more and more ridiculous and more powerful. <laughs> that Putting... and I, I can assume a massive pull for you was the fact that the main character having an actual genuine Australian accent made you very happy because that's your favorite accent in the whole world. Isn't it? You you love people. Be very careful. With it's it's all right. I, I I have a tolerance to it. A tolerance, you say? Right. Okay. It's, it's okay. That's not the point, though, because you're not from Australia. You're from Birmingham, right? Oh, Matt. Or New Zealand. Was it New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. But still, on. yeah. No. Uh, the, the general, the, the the central kind of conceit of yeah, making of getting your car the magnum opus, as it's called. No, it's shovel face. Well, no, that's the body it's got. He's, that's my body I've got. <laughs> your body is shovel face. Yeah, I'm always digging sand with my body. Why is your body a face? I'm sorry, are you body shaming me, Matthew? I think I'm face shaming I you. I don't know how you haven't realised this yet, of the what she does is 
she'll commit to something that doesn't make any sense, and the more you question how it doesn't make sense, the more she digs her heels in. Why are you ex- why are you cheat sheeting me? <laughs> you are literally giving people a speed run on how to deal with my bullshit. I'm not appreciative of that. Because I, I feel it's I, I've I've learned this the hard way, and it's my my like really I need to pass it on to future generations. You know? <laughs> That's the point of By gaining passing knowledge. passing it on to our current generation well, yeah. first, apparently. Oh, God. The idea of future generations living, listening to this podcast. <laughs> what are you doing with your lives? <laughs> Maybe yeah. as a horrifying warning. If, if it's like 2040 <laughs> and you find yourself listening to this podcast... Just get your life in order, mate. Just fucking sort it out. Go back to your weird Mad Max fallout. Go back to the literal Mad Max world you live in. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really weird when like, I'm only 21. And I've been doing this since I was 17, 18. It's going to be weird when I'm like 40 or something. If uh, Either I'm going to still be doing this, which is kind of terrifying, <laughs> or I'm going to be looking back on doing this. And I don't know which scares me more. <laughs> oh, God. Never have any... You just don't have regrets about YouTube. You just, you just got to deal with it. Make every, every day as it comes. Yeah, you, you deal with the choices that you've made. I mean, to be fair, we've had, like, uh, Wibs' younger, younger brothers. Like, I remember, like, when they weren't that much older. They, they, like, I think, like, because your oldest brother's... He's, like, 18 now. Yes. And we did a video on Bulletstorm... And there was a part in that where you get to control like this big lizard, and because that is just juvenile swearing and and it just fucking about. It's it's really fun in a kind of like stupid way. Yeah. And this the main character refers to this big lizard thing as Waggleton P. Tally Licker. And I remember Wibbs' brother, who was now eighteen, I think he was about fourteen at the time, and they weren't allowed to watch our videos, which is fine because we say we say the naughty words. Probably sensible. Probably sensible. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 in, like very important to their del- their, their development that they don't watch our videos. <laughs> and I was, oh, what was it like? Your your brother who was like fourteen at that time, like he turns around to me one day, like this, we're talking and just you know carrying on and being silly, and then it kind of goes quiet and he goes, "R.I.P. Tally Liquor," and I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> He's like, "This really good." I was, it was R.I.P. Waggleton, and I was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> yeah, I've actually just run into a similar sort of situation. Um, the youngest son of a friend of my grandparents, and sort of like a close family friend, has recently got into Warhammer. Oh no. <laughs> um, and they actually went, uh, well, grandma, grandma and granddad came to mum to tell me, can I have, can I give them my channel name so that they can pass it on to this kid who I think. I have to do my maths. I think it's about 14. <laughs> and my grandma and granddad do not swear. Mm-hmm. At all. And it's a case of you pretty much... Like, people have a go at me sometimes for catching my tongue and not swearing. But you really have to around yeah. them. Like, seriously, honest to God. Um, so I'm like... I did, When I passed the link on the name to my mom, I said, you can tell grandma and granddad that as long as they don't watch the podcast, it's completely... <laughs> oh, God, that poor child... I, I, I don't. I don't, it's not for the kids' sake. I, I, I don't know what. It's just everyone involved. It's just like I don't. I, I just in clean conscience. I can. Like, if grandma and granddad do pass this on, and, the, and then the kid comes back and is like, I just start swearing his ass off because he's been watching Alexis and Runways on the podcast, and me also <laughs> swearing our asses off. It's just like 
I told them not to watch the podcast because it's because it doesn't sw- because mm-hmm. it swears. I warned you. God, it was like I was getting my makeup done um, for mother-in-law's wedding, and the lady doing the makeup was she was super nice and she was talking about like oh so with you I was like well I, I didn't say it too loud I'm like, I do videos on YouTube and I'm an artist and she's like oh okay what kind of videos do you do I was like uh gaming kind of yeah this is the most awkward question you can ever <laughs> get asked in our it line really of work it really fucking is like oh wow that's really cool so, so what you know, like I explained that you know like we, we play video games and we kind of we do reviews and we talk about 40k and she was like oh my my daughter would love you you've got crazy coloured hair you've got piercings and you you do things on YouTube like what's you what's the link to your YouTube and I was like how old's your daughter <laughs> <laughs> and she went oh she's like she's 12 I was like I ain't linking <laughs> I, it was like, Ooh. I was like, definitely not yeah. family friendly. I was like, wait until she's eighteen, and then even then. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. I've, I think I've only been clocked as a YouTuber in Games Workshop like twice. Like people have, I've gone into a store and without having to mention my channel, people have known who I am. Dude, that sounds terrifying, uh, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, thankfully it's not happening. Like, I, I'm coming up to 15,000 subscribers. I'm borderline, like, mainstream in the 40k community <laughs> at this point. I say borderline because I'm, well, yeah, whatever. Um, but so there's going to come a point where somebody, I'm either going to go to a random gaming store or I'm going to be passing someone in the street and I'm going to get clocked as Tactical Imperialis. And it's like, how am I going to handle that? It's a it's a genuinely terrifying thought. It's like because I we, like we live in a big city now, and we're we f- we're frequenting our games workshop, and we're like, if we do get recognised, like what the fuck are we going to do? To I'm be probably going to run home screaming and hope they don't follow me. But. To be honest, uh, I think the fact that we were in the band for years has sort of like made that not as scary to me because I'm used to people coming up and saying, "Oh, hey, you were in this band." I like your stuff and how to respond to that yeah. without sounding like a mutant. Okay, that's fine for me, provided we were at a gig. Yeah. So yeah. if like if I'm just out shopping or I'm on my way back from the gym and someone runs over and goes, "Your snipe, say a swear word," or like com- complain about fucking <laughs> that is what you're most famous for. Yeah. <laughs> like tell me that you hate the towel, and I'll be like, please leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's a time and place to get clocked. Like, if, get, if you get clocked in like a games workshop, like, if you're a Warhammer YouTuber, or at a gig if you're a musician, like yeah. that's one thing. But but if you're at Greg's after really getting good to, at Greg, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a bit weird. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a lot weird. First world problems, I guess. <laughs> Absolute first <laughs> oh, world yeah. problems. But yeah, um, yeah, Mad Max, I guess. Yeah, Mad Max, um, good, good game, good game. Um, I also watched Fury Road, which is a good movie. I need to um, watch that. I never got, I never got around to watching it, and I thought since I've been playing, um, does Tom Hardy put on an Australian accent? Not really. Oh. Tom Hardy has a Tom Hardy accent, but he has about eight lines in the whole movie, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. He does have a, a metal gob, I noticed as well. Um, yeah, you you kind of need to watch the movie to see the context of that. It's I fantastic. don't need context; it's phenomenal. But I watch it anyway. Yeah, it um, is it is the movie of my people. <laughs> so yeah, Fury Road, really good. No one needs me to tell them that. It's genuinely good movie. A lot of fun. A two hour long car chase, basically. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, only other thing I want to talk about is a very brief thing. Um, just bring it up to kind of close off what I've been talking about over many weeks, which is that Star Trek Discovery has ended. Oh, nice. 
Oh yes, I've been following your Twitter reviews of that. <laughs> what do you mean tirades? <laughs> yeah. I think officially they come under the term diatribe. Um, if, it went, if it had gone on any longer, you would have just locked yourself away in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and written a manifesto. I basically, I basically am going to do that. I, I, need to, I was going to watch. That the, wasn't a fucking suggestion. I was going to watch the series through again and do kind of a breakdown of the whole thing because I think it's become really interesting because like the first. Like the first half of that season of that season was just crap. It had like two or three episodes that were passable, like maybe one good episode, and the so rest. So it was a Star Trek season. That's the thing. Mm. Now you see the last like three episodes of Discovery were just entertaining. They were decent. Mm. Um, it kind of like once they got past the mirror universe bullshit that was bullshit, and I hated it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They sort of like went How okay, eloquent. yeah. They sort of got to a point where they were like, okay, we've sort of done all the stuff that's annoying about the mirror universe, so we've got that out of the way the first few episodes. So now we can just tell a story, and then they did that. And so yeah, the last few episodes were just entertaining and interesting, and it was like, you know what, this has got this has got problems, but the way they ended it. Has it's like it's got the bones of a good Star Trek show that if they don't take themselves quite so seriously and try and be a bit more consistent next season, it could actually be decent. And considering that basically every Star Trek series has had a shit first season, yeah, at so least. it's following suit pretty well. Well, shit's probably an, an exaggeration, but they've been weak. Yeah, um, um, TNG being the absolute worst. Like the first two seasons of Next Generation are rough, so. And I don't, I don't know whether to to say anything about it, but there's there's a bit right at the end of Discovery that is it, it's pure fan service, and they do a bit of a redesign of something you've seen previously, and they do a really good job of it. And the little fanboy in me couldn't help but be a little <laughs> oh god <laughs> when I saw it, so. Could you repeat that? I, I would rather not, actually. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, Can I have it in writing that you'll never do that again? Um, yeah, we'll work out the paperwork afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, um, so ultimately, after my months of complaining about Star Trek Discovery, it actually ended in a place where I'm like, you know what, this could actually be something that's worth watching. Maybe, and I'm I'm just going to like say that. Maybe that's it, or maybe it's like hypothermia. Oh, I may have Stockholm for myself some fierce. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, you've hated it so much that you've come round because you keep subjecting yourself to this and try to convince yourself it's good. You're saying I've built up a tolerance to it being shit? Yeah. Okay, I'm that's saying that's, po- that's plausible. That's quite possible. I am just so desperate for more Star Trek. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so that, that's sort of the end of it. I'm, I'm probably going to write do, like, a video of sort of, yeah, acknowledging it and put it on my channel. And so, so the main channel isn't subjected to my... <laughs> Um, tie raise any more so than it is on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, just judging by the amount that you seem to have had to say, this that could be longer than half the misanthropods combined. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like <laughs> Star Trek Discovery episode one of twelve, <laughs> subsection B, what? Part A, <laughs> Part A. <laughs> you need like a fucking a written diagram to figure out. Which oh part yeah, there's, is like to know what or I'll make it like really confusing. So the way to know what order to watch the episodes will it, in will involve like a flowchart. This <laughs> should be like Star Wars movies. So you start at the third one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, 
I guess after all that, we should probably go to those questions, what we get sent in. Ah, yes. Questions. Oh, these are always fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there'll be, like, one or two about 40k. There there, there is at least one or two about 40k. Yes. And remember, people at home, if you wish to send us a question, send it to the email of onlydrummermat at snipeandwib at (laughs) gmail.com. Every time I hear it, I get slightly more embarrassed about how bad that is. It was so funny at the time. I mean, we could just change it, but... No. No, no, no. 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 Is this why we just trust our comment section to do our Q&As? Why would you trust a YouTube comment section in any context? Good point. Plus, I don't have access to the... I'm not trusted with the YouTube channel, so I'm not trusted with with going anywhere near... You've never asked for access. Do you want access? In defence of about half the 40k community's comment sections, <laughs> generally they are well behaved and only memes slightly and only on topic contextual memeing. So I can sort of trust our comments to behave enough. Certain people in comment sections I wouldn't trust to throw anything, but you know. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, generally the 40k comment sections are fine provided you don't mind memes about text to speech. And you never ever mention female space marines. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was yeah. wondering whether to mention that or not. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, someone's someone out there has just gone. I sense a disturbance in in the YouTube. Internet. I guess I, I'm going to go and threaten to stab somebody or whatever. Oh, There's no, always they, that one fucking. Person. They do that on the Rogue Trader video where we mention the little sisters. That that, ta- that tanks all those comments for us. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm just going to make. It's like, I just I'm just going to ignore those people yeah, because they kind of like they sit there foaming at the mouth. I just ignore the comment section of that these days. It's, it's, it's still best. going on. Yeah, there is literally only one place, and I don't even know if I want to go to that place, where I'll ever bring the topic up. And it will not be on a video of my own, because quite frankly, I don't want to burn. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's, just, that's just too much vitriol. But anyway, questions. 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 So, as per usual, they're like... like ordered in no particular order it's just the order they came in so you know i could do a job of collating them or whatever but nah that was the death i did it more actually to be fair i checked these yesterday and not this morning so oh wow i did good so have you missed have you missed extra emails that may may, may be sent today Mm, maybe but they'll get they'll get covered next time it's fine so um first up uh powie emailed us to say that first of all they they approve of the mullet because they asked for a mullet photo um, yes, and they, they so they approve of the mullet and they approve of the longer podcast format, which is good because oh, they're cool. getting it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better you better prepare your ear holes because we're going to cram our noises in. They're there. They're probably not going to be quite as long as that normally because <laughs> they take so fucking long to edit together. To be fair, this one is rather long. Yeah, yeah this one's quite yeah. Um, their their question was. Um, what do all of you recommend for someone who wants to be more involved in a mostly internet-based community? Um, Draw pornography. <laughs> Don't listen to me. That no, was a joke. No. Um, <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's a um, Snipe and Web Discord, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, it depends on like what you sort of mean by get involved, because obviously you can join people's discords, like as mentioned, and get people involved in like live stream chats and things like that to interact with other people. Yep. The other option, if you are wanting to sort of properly throw yourself in at the deep end is if you get involved as a YouTuber like we have done um, the best thing you can do is just 
bug people, well, not bug people, but just getting involved in people's comment sections and reaching out to them is a good way to get, well, at least people knowing what your name yeah. is. And then if you put good content out, we might actually pay attention or to you. Or at people passive-aggressively on Twitter. That works. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is actually probably the best place to bug you bigger YouTubers. It's probably... Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like it comes to the point where I can I can go on Twitter and Remlace and I can bug Guy Haley about plot spoilers for <laughs> Devastation of Baal and we actually did that. <laughs> nice. That's the that's the joys of Twitter. You can yeah. bug all these people who you consider usually untouchable. <laughs> True. I mean, I think that that is that is a good thing. Yeah, um, I, I guess the the best way to get get involved in a in a community if you're talking. I guess yeah. look for yeah, like like Michael says, like you know, like live stream chats or discords and stuff like that. Yeah, just, I mean, ultimately, just speak up and say hi. Yeah, I mean, it depends really on on the type of community you're doing because like if it's say say like it, it was the community around a mod. Like for a game, then then hang you'd out on the forums. Hang, you know, you'd hang out the forums and maybe try and put yourself forward to help them out with something. Yeah. Like if you're an artist, you could do art for the model, or, or if you're a programmer, you could help. You know, the, I guess that's that's the sort of thing. Yeah, but, just just start just mm. start by just getting involved in conversations yeah. or you know trying to get to know people. You just got to put yourself out there, really. Yeah, which is scary, but I believe in you, and you can do it. Yes, being coming as fourth scale is probably one of the most introvert, extrovert, polarizing communities that like you have. <laughs> the people who are like super out there, and then everybody else who's probably never left their parents' basement. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm dramatizing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it is kind of hard to just take the first step, but once you've actually done it, like once you've made that first video or you've started that first thread or whatever, it is actually it flows really, yeah. really easily. Yeah, and every time you do it, it'll get easier. Yeah. So. yeah, and then eventually you end up just p- putting things online, which are just you spouting opinions for hours, and apparently, yeah. uh, and you know, you sit there and you go, "At what point did I apparently have this much self-importance?" And you go, "Well, I guess I'm doing it now. I can't stop." <laughs> yeah, that I actually made a dedicated series just for me to do that because I can't talk at a long enough length on Adeptus Podcast. <laughs> I made my thoughts on so I can talk at length about things like Primary Space Marines and Daughters of Cain. Yeah, yeah. So just do it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Put yourself put yourself out there. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, that, that's the thing. All you can really do is yeah, start talking to the people involved in it, and you know, try and get involved. That's yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Leon. He sent us pictures of dogs, but I haven't emailed them to myself, so I can give them to you. So I can't show you them. Oh. I'll show you them later. Well, show, show us. They're after. adorable dogs. Yeah, I don't know cool. whether they're. His or not, but they are. Cute I don't dogs. even need to see them. I just I know they're good dogs already. Yeah. So, um, and it will do until we get our PO box. Yes. <laughs> um, their question is: Are, are we? Are you ever going to do a, another community live stream? Community live? I think they mean community game night. Well, I maybe because we can't do community. Well, no, yeah, we can now that we've moved. Oh yeah, because uh, our internet we'll connection probably, isn't garbage. Yeah, anymore. we'll probably try and get something like. Um, I don't know, we get Jackbox and play with the fans or something. Yeah, we, we we've have, been meaning to yeah. do that for a while. We, we like I think we've mentioned this before, like the, the thing is we, we basically anytime someone's are you going to do X again or are you going to do this thing that like, you said look, you were we, going to we do? We haven't forgotten and we're going to do it. There's no need to remind us every six months. <laughs> <laughs> Snipe says, fuck off. No, that's not what I said. It was way more polite than that. No, no. no. The, like, the, we, we appreciate your interest, um, and we're sorry it's taking us so long, but we are garbage people. <laughs> so oh. that's our excuse. 
And, and it, yeah, it takes us a while to get around to certain things or just to find the time to arrange certain things. Um, that's generally the thing. If it's something yeah. that involves only getting ourselves organised, then that stuff gets done. Whereas yeah. if it involves... Organising a bunch of other people. Yeah, organising outside things, then it becomes something that's a bit more, like, daunting and mm. easy and to put And anxiety isn't fun. <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was supposed to be on the Misanthropod Pod, like, three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which should tell you everything you need to know about how hard it is to organise everything. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ne- but yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I shouldn't have <laughs> It's fine, everyone knows how incompetent we are. Uh, next up, we've got a um, 40k question. Yeah. So, Dat Fox asked uh, Wib, but I assume this can be open. It's a particularly good time to ask this question now. Um, they've recently gotten around to reading 40k novels. Uh, in the last month, they've read a few uh, Angels of Caliban, Ruinstorm, and Rin's World. Um, yeah. They just started on the Eye of Ezekiel. Uh, any recommendations from yourself? Um, to be perfectly honest, I am not, I'm not the most widely read when it comes to the Black Library. I've read a lot of the Horus Heresy books, but um, as I recently found out, nowhere near even half of them because there's like 40 other fucking things. Oh, there's <laughs> tons of them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I legitimately, if, if you don't want to, if you don't want 40k books to be what you're reading all the time, it's basically impossible to keep up um, with <laughs> all of them. So, yeah. As for me, um, Actually, I recognise that name from my comment section, um, but um, I, in terms of books, I've read the Macarius series, it's very good, uh, the Priest of Mars series by, I think, is it Graham McNeil? Yeah, that's really good, um, I've read Miscellaneous Ones from Space Marine Battles, The Devastation of Baal, which is the first of the new Space Marine Conquest series, that's really good, and brings you into the modern era if you want to read that sort of stuff. You can't really go wrong with the Horus Heresy. It just takes like you're in. It's more time consuming than Fallout. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just avoid Goto, and you'll be yeah. fine. That's some good advice. I will say that even even in the Heresy series, there are like given the way that it's structured, there's quite a lot that you can read in like weird orders and things, and it won't really affect. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, like, uh, if you're going to read them, I recommend if you're going to read from the start, read. Horus Rising, False Gods, Galaxy and Flames, Flight of the Eisenstein, and Fulgrim in that order. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But other than that, anything goes pretty much. They're all, they're scattered all over the bloody place. I mean, I'm currently reading um, Descent of Angels, and I'm not entirely certain that I would recommend anyone read that oh. one. Yeah, Remley's actually gave up on that Ooh. one, I think. That's about well, the one book Remley's gave up on. Well, I mean, on. It's, it's interesting in that it has, um, like, I've, I'm like a third of the way through it, and it's still all set around one particular person's life before the Emperor comes to Caliban. And it's like, that's interesting. Why is this part of the Horus Heresy series? Because this has currently got nothing yeah, like, to do with it. I mean, maybe the second half of the book suddenly makes all this context worthwhile, but, yeah, currently it's a bit... Dull. Yeah, I mean, they do that with the Lorgar novel. That has a bit of time before the Emperor turns mm. up. Um, but that's not in the Horus Heresy series. That's literally the books about the Primarchs. You can get away with it. Yeah, the it. Primarch books are, like, explicitly stuff before the Heresy, so... Yeah, they, sort of, they are mainly Great Crusade era, uh, as far as I'm aware. Wow, that was a very aggressive bike. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> Mad Max is going on in the French streets. Oh no, that bike really loves the scent of angels and it's really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Probably a red one wing in disguise. <laughs> it gives context for Cypher. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said in bike. Yes. <laughs> when did you and now we've made a joke bike? about it. That's the <laughs> one time a bike's gone past and I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've now got to leave it in. It's going to bother me. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, what Michael said, basically. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I think that's a good list of recommendations. Uh, next up, uh, two more two more people. Uh, the last... I've got it written here as the last Naudos, but I don't know if that's just me typoing from the last Nandos. That's the last Nodos. I remember them. Okay, not the last Nandos. I was, I, I was looking at it, I was like, have I typed an O instead of an N? <laughs> you disrespectful fucker. I'm, I'm very sorry. The last Nandos. I like the last Nandos. Does sound awful in like Mad Max. Like that's the quest. Get the I didn't last mean Nandos. that. I didn't. I meant that in the nice. I just assumed. I, I just thought I, there was a chance of me being an idiot and typing the wrong thing. I was waiting for you to go. Well, it's okay because I like Nandos. Yeah, I didn't mean that. To, sorry if I've offended you. Um, anyway, <laughs> last Nandos. Um, so they've, they've got oh, a couple of questions. First up, their favourite type or genre of game in general to help you unwind. And before you answer, their prediction is Wib, you're going to say Factorio, and Snipe, you're going to say Banished. Um, oh, damn it. But they wanted to know Fuck for you, sure. last Nandos. <laughs> you're so cheeky. Yeah. And I guess, Michael, you, the question is open to you as well. I haven't touched a video game in about three years. You sound like me. <laughs> well, this podcast that's technically about video games is probably a mistake, then. <laughs> Seriously, uh, my brother took our... Uh, we don't even have a PS4. He took our PS3 to uni with him, and I haven't seen it since. And it's now the middle of third year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Drumblebutt? Me, I don't... I play games not often enough, so when I do, I'm not doing that to relax. I'm, mm. I don't know. I, if I'm thinking of relaxing, I'll play a guitar or I'll do... I don't know. I don't play games... When I want to wind down or relax, I just I do them when I want to en- engage. enjoy the game. I get you. If, or engage with the game, if that makes sense. So I That's honestly don't enough. really have much of an answer for that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it changes. It depends on what sort of thing I'm feeling at the time. But it, they generally settle into the sort of thing of something that I cannot have to pay like a super amount of attention at and can just sort of plug away at. So something like like for recently, yeah, Mad Max has been what I've been doing with that because mm. I can just roam around and do stuff but sometimes yeah it's something like factorio or or like or something like that like say a minecraft with a tech it mod yeah like that that kind of stuff i can just kind of just chip away at and gradually get somewhere at i think those are the sort of games even um death watch um sort of filled that niche for a while where mm. i was just grinding out currency to buy things and slowly beat the game like i don't know it, it changes and yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of stopped playing Banish recently, and I've I've played a little bit more Honeycam Studio. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I mean, it's it's like a clicker game, and yeah, there's a lot of parts of that game that are kind of gross, but whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could never get because I've heard you guys mention in the past that you're like listening to a podcast while playing something, but I can if I try and do that. I'll realise, like, after 20 minutes or something, that I've not listened, heard a single word from the podcast. And I'll have to pause <laughs> it, and I'll have to pause the game and go back and work out where I was up to. And it, I just can't I can't focus on anything else if I'm I've, doing it. I've started having the opposite problem, because, like, I've started listening to podcasts at the gym, which is a fatal fucking thing to do. Don't ever do that. <laughs> because you'll, be, you'll literally be there lifting weights, 
and someone will say something so fucking stupid and funny <laughs> that you'll, you'll just fucking lose your shit and start laughing. And everyone in the gym will turn around and look at you, not only just slamming fucking 50 pounds of weights, like, just dropping it free, and like, and then just start laughing. Everyone will be like, the fuck is wrong with it? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I've... I, I... I've run into something similar because I have basically given up ever trying to hobby whilst ever doing anything. Because the last time I tried to hobby whilst recording a podcast, I glued my Tau Commander's legs on backwards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I was I was building it, and I got to. The, I, I, it, everything went together absolutely fine, and then I got to. The, His fucking legs are all backwards. <laughs> so I was like, oh my! How have I done this? He's he's uh, he's. I don't know, back leg, the meanderer. <laughs> no, it was bloody Chateau Aracon. It was one of the eight. I completely... Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what if I said to Beast Models and I gave his legs on backwards? I was like, right, I can't hobby doing the podcast ever again. Oh, God. To you be just fair... just need that one big mistake. To be fair, I don't think I could do that either. Like, I... I, I'm a fidgeter when doing like podcasts or playing D and D. Anything yeah. that I'm kind of sitting there and not necessarily doing something. That's with my why hands. we got you a fidget cube. I have a plectrum in front of me that is currently broken into like eight pieces because I've just been snapping, uh, been sat bending it, and it's just snapped. And then I use a smaller part and sat bending that, and now that's snapped. So I have like plectrum dust in front of us. I don't get that fidgety thing. I can literally yeah. just sit there with my arms at my side, just staring off into the middle distance. Mm. Oh <laughs> no, if I, if I didn't have a uh, like plectrum or something, mm. I'd be sat tapping the microphone, which obviously doesn't Well, I've been okay, sitting so. here the entire time with the little little dongles on my tracksuit bottoms. Okay, watch out now. Oh, okay. With the, uh, the, are they called aglet? <laughs> little dongles. Hey. <laughs> I've been sitting here playing with my little dongle. <laughs> but are they called, right. uh, are they called aglets? Those are aglets, yeah. I know they are if they're on shoelaces, a little Those are shoelaces, those are really cheap trousers. Well, yeah, I know they're cheap trousers, but... They're, I just want to point out, they're not like I've got a pair of shoelaces and wrapped around my waist like I'm fucking <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge. Like, <laughs> well, that was a reference. No, it's, <laughs> he's got yeah. a piece of rope. That's it's what he it's a there. cheap pair of tracksuit bottoms that the thing in them was probably just repurposed shoelaces. Yes. Probably... <laughs> But I've just been messing around with those the entire time, just messing with my hands. Because my bastard. fidget cube is more than two feet Fuck away. It, I will pass you your fidget cube. Don't fiddle fidget around cube. with your aggle and your fidget so, cube. So you were with me in that we're in this bizarre state of you can't multitask on things. And yet if you just do one thing, you have to also do another thing at the same time. Yeah, I, I am permanently attached to a pair of headphones. I cannot not have headphones in while I work. The problem is if I put a YouTube video on, I'm completely distracted by that. So I can't work. So I have to put music on, but then I get bored with what I'm listening to and I have to go find a new track and I'm distracted <laughs> again. Like, you have to wonder how I managed to make 30 minutes of script every week. It's just a bit crazy. I have no earthly idea how you do that. I've set myself a month to write five minutes of script and I'm still not sure I'll manage to make that. <laughs> you need to get good. I do. Stop fiddling with that aglet of yours and get working. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm always doing it. It's like I'm always just chipping away. It's something that my I, I'm in a room that is literally about a fifteen by eight <laughs> box, and I have no friends in this country, so it's just like I might as well just do a video. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I guess at least turn it into something productive. So, mm. aye. Uh, the next question. This is another forty k one. You'll be pleased to hear. Uh, do <laughs> you have a favourite Imperial Guard regiment? Catch up. The army of the Rambos. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I've got to um, agree. I'm trying to think, actually. Um, oh, what are they called? Um, Screeny boys. 
are I this is this is one of those ones where I've never actually said it out loud, or I don't think I've heard anyone say it out loud, so I always get confused, but it's the, the crazy steampunk Russians. Uh Valhalla of Australia? Australia. Yeah, the Australian yeah, first those ones. Yes. I, I quite like those, like aesthetically, because furs and vague and yeah, slightly cool. steampunky. They're okay, mm. but I do like I do like Catachans. They scream. <laughs> they scream. They scream. <laughs> I I've I've done a, a series on like regiments of renown. So I've covered Vostroya, Valhalla, Elysia, Katachankadia, and the Katachans just come off as the most like dangerous mm. and powerful of them. Like Elysia is mm. extremely cool because they all drop in out of Valkyries, but just something to be said for Iron Hand Strachan. Like yeah, like my answer. I just my aesthetically like the Cadians. It's just like it's really useful that because I've I've mentioned before I've cut wanting to get a guard army for ages and it's not ever getting round to it. But if I got one, yeah. like my favourite would be them, which is nice because it's them and Catachans are the like default cheapo ones, or they always were. Yes, and it still is. I think Catachan infantry is harder to get than Cadian infantry. Um, well, maybe, but like in terms of command stuff, yeah, mm. it's Catachan Cadia the main two. Yeah, and it's just like oh, that's convenient because that's my favourite looking. One, so it's like, oh, oh that would be relatively <laughs> cheap. <laughs> relatively being not at all cheap, but yeah, you know. Yeah, the downside to someone like Cadia is that if you like, start talking about Creed, you, you kind of have to walk right into meme territory as soon as you mention the name. Yeah. If you mention Creed or the name Marbo, you walk straight mm. into Memeville. And it's just like. Meme hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have surprised no one's mentioned Krieg. Yeah, Deathcore of Krieg. I always forget Krieg because I did them so long ago, but they are they yeah, are. There is, there yeah, is I, I think I just kind of forget that they exist because no one can afford a Krieg army. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, true. They're, they're, they're like so many people's dream armies. It's actually a fun thing. There's a, there's an old. Um, I like I, the weird horses. Yeah, they're weird. Those alien things are horses fucking creepy. Great. They're great. Um, but there's a there's an old um, oh what was it? It was one of the chapter approved like compiled things they did in the early two thousands before Krieg and the Elysians had their own models, and they had like guides of how to convert them from um, I think it was Cadians and um, Armageddon Steel Legion, like using green stuff, and, yeah, and it was like sense. it was one of those guides where you look at that and go. That's really easy for you to say. <laughs> and I'm speaking as someone that actually knows a fair bit about working with green stuff because I've done a lot of custom orc units that were, you know, involved. Like, Orcs actually... is green. <laughs> yes. Um, but like actually rebuilding stuff like and building sections of body from scratch. Yeah. So I have a bit more experience than like the average person. I'm looking at that and going, that's a fucking ridiculous thing to ask any human to do. <laughs> Like the ridiculous <laughs> yeah. people on the internet, yeah, sure they'll they'll build it from fucking scratch or whatever. Like the crazy people who are like, oh yeah, I'm just going to build a fucking thunderhawk from plasticard and some plumbing tubing. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I get the same thing with the painting stuff. Like, everyone loves yeah. Duncan. This is obvious. Everybody loves Duncan, but like, I look at his tutorials and like. I'm just never doing that because I don't have the patience for two thin coats and to use about 12 paints per surface, nor do I have the precision. It's like, you carry on, Duncan. You inspire the community to greater things. I'll just be here using my paints straight out of the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You see, I can't say anything because I, I am basically made of bad painting habits, but I, I think I put across the impression <laughs> that I probably don't have them. Because mm. I'm good enough at painting that mm. it looks like I know what I'm doing. I'm not. 
but everything is made of bad habits. Painting out the pot, not changing my water I paint enough. Out the pot. I, I, and I, ac- I occasionally will accidentally eat paint. <laughs> you know when you go and straighten up your brush by like putting it in your mouth? Yeah. I'll sometimes forget to take paint off and I'm like, bleh. The worst thing to do that with was the old style yeah. washers. Oh, uh, Devil and Mud in particular was I've really bad. I've done that so many times and it tastes like I'm going to die. I love Devil and Mud, but fucking hell, oh, it tastes some rough. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, like, GW, fucking fix your shit. Your washers taste awful. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did the new range. Yeah. <laughs> my horror story involving paints. My brother got me uh, a shirt for Christmas or for my birthday or something and I was just sat painting in my normal position and I dropped my mithril silver Ooh. and the mithril silver is still, there's still a stain on the carpet <laughs> about five years later from the mithril silver and that shirt which I got about two weeks prior had a hole in it and oh, no. that reminds like the first like so, the last few times the last like two times I've bought washers I've got back and I've started to use them and I've opened them and then I've always spilled half of them I've done that once mm. with no and then oil everything smells way. weird and it's horrible <laughs> I did once when I was uh, when I was a kid um, and I, I first played like so this would be like 98 99 hundreds of years ago um I remember dropping my red paint on my carpet that I had from like childhood that was an off cream colour. That is such a your mum thing yeah. to do. Like, oh yes, uh, my child is painting. I'll give him the most stainable oh, surface. It was, it was fine because by that point, <laughs> that thing was the most threadbare piece of shit carpet in the universe. Oh, God. So it was fine. You, I think you it, did everyone a favour. But it was that thing right. where, you know, you're a kid and you do something and you go, oh shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like when when you're an adult, at least you go okay. Look, mistake. You don't do that mis- shit on purpose. I used to do that all the time. Like we, my parents <laughs> was looking after like a, a refrigerator for somebody, and it had like a, a goon in it. Uh, it had like a box of wine. Looking after a refrigerator. Yeah, I don't know. So I just went Sorry, in. His life was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, the little wine boxes, you got like the little tap, and you yeah. like, and this one had like a screw one, so you moved it. Through. I, was, I thought I thought that was great. So what I did was I poured it all over the freezer. Okay. I just thought it was fun. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I was just like, oh, okay, this is like grown up juice or whatever. Uh, yeah, red wine, that notoriously non staining liquid. <laughs> yeah, no. So it was like, the, the freezer was very frosty. So I just kind of emptied the whole bag of goon onto the frost because I was like, I was eating the frost afterwards. Oh. I was like, this is great. <laughs> okay. This is fantastic. And my mother went bananas at me. I was like, that's not even our goon. And I'm like, okay. So get more. And she, fuck, she smacked yeah. me so hard. <laughs> I was half drunk at the time, I, I think. I, I, I don't remember this, but... I don't remember this. There was a story that my mom always says. Um, we used to have, in our, either in our old house or whatever, the phone used to be underneath, uh, above, on the mantel on the wall, above some cabinet or other. Um, but uh, if me or my brother would climb on that cabinet, the only numbers we could reach were the okay. bottom row. Okay. And um, you know what the emergency number in Britain is? Mm-hmm. Triple nine. Guess what happened? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, so apparently there was a point where we did accidentally <laughs> ring the police because that's the only numbers <laughs> we could reach. I don't remember which of us was responsible for it. I think it was my. I think it was my brother, not me. But that might be me deflecting. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. He was. <laughs> he, he, no, he was. All he is. 
and was and probably still is the asshole kid of the family. <laughs> I will never ever not say that, and I think even he would agree with me. <laughs> but seriously, honest to God. Oh God. Uh, anyway, are there any more questions? Um, yes, a third one from Nando's. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, do you have any moments from your time playing D and D that you look back on fondly? And I'm not sure we've been playing long enough in this group to have fond memories of it yet. Like, I mean, we have nice oh, wow, memories. Okay. No, 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 but we have nice memories, but it's not something like, you know, I, the way I read the question, it's like, you know, something that you did years ago that you still remember. Whereas, like, I remember most things we've done because we've done them all within the last year. So, we could open yeah. it up to just, like, tabletop RPGs, I guess. Yeah. Because we yeah, played yeah. Call of Cthulhu for a while, like, years and years ago. Uh, even then, I'm still struggling. Yeah, honestly, um... I guess because we we go out and we talk about all all the things we're doing in D and D, like mm. on, on the podcast, it's sort of I don't know, it's all kind of chronicled. So yeah. I don't really know what to say. I mean, like yeah, killing a dragon and nearly all, getting TPK'd, nearly. But no. um, that that was really cool, and I imagine that's something which I'm going to remember for a while. But I that was only storming up to the mayor's house and swinging the dragon's head like severed head around by its horns at anyone who would look but that's only like a month ago so <laughs> yeah. it's hard to say well what about you Matt because you obviously I... have played a lot more D&D than we have well only a bit I played it you say a lot more like I'm not much more than you guys to be honest I played it for a year or two like every few weeks um, before we started this group but we didn't do that often. But we did a one-shot where we played as um, evil pirates just because we thought it would be fun to do a bit of an evil thing. But you can't really do a whole campaign of playing evil people because mm, it's yeah. kind of like, what's your motivation for any of this? But um, I was a we had just pre-gen characters. And I think I spoke about them before, but I was playing, it was like, it was like a 10th level, ninth or 10th level um, sorcerer, which was great fun. And I was I rolled lowest in the initiative. We were off onto like another boat, and I rolled lowest in the initiative. And there was loads of generic pirates. We had other pirates we had to take out, and everyone else was taking out one or two at a time. And I jumped on and did something like chain lightning or something, and took out like pretty much most of them because they were all in a very small area, and it was a big AOE spell thing. And just then um, used the um, one of the. Um, minor cantrips to make a minor illusion or an effect or something to make like smoke blow out my fingers at the end of it <laughs> well, so you could finger so gun. I could finger gun and blow the smoke out my fingers <laughs> and I was just like oh yeah I if the DM that. didn't give you an inspiration point for that no no he did he, he, yeah, yeah he did <laughs> oh good, good that was that was a lot <laughs> of fun I know I've been looking around because at some point hopefully one of you guys will take over DMing for a bit so I can play I was going to take the over last like few months every few days thinking of a new character to play as comes like oh i could try out this class or oh, i could try out this class and i have no idea what Dude, i'm gonna do the moment i get a monster manual or like the D D handbook i'll i'll dm yeah actually we, have, we haven't got the uh, dungeon master guide so yeah yeah, yeah, so. yeah. it's funny you say about like i want to try out this class i want to try about this class that is literally me with the hobby it's like i want to play this army but i want to play this army but i want to play <laughs> yeah. this army but i have no money and, it, and no time it's like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah, the bonus of D&D is that it, it, you don't have to buy a whole new army every time you want to change up what you play as. You occasionally have to nice. buy a whole new book. <laughs> uh, I was in Games Workshop the other day filming a battle report, and I was just playing with stalkers, I looked over on the shelf, and I saw silver, and I was like, oh, they look cool. And I looked over and saw fires, and I said, oh my god, they look really cool. And then I got home, and the daughters of Cain were announced, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And I was just like, there are so many things I could do right now to ally with my stalkers. What do I do? <laughs> And then the Tau Codex is coming out, and then Drakari are getting some stuff, and that looks interesting. And then there's ah, too many options. 
God, that's the way they get you. The shit. Yeah. But would you have it any other way? Probably not. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd probably have them knock off maybe like 10 quid from everything, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, oh yeah, I wasn't talking about I mean, like, the fact that you have infinite options and they're constantly giving you more yeah, options. Yeah, no, that no. Is that's, it's pretty thing. fucking great. <laughs> um... Ah, this next question is kind of related to um, related to that, and D and D wise, I mean, not the forty k stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Dave asked um, if you've got any thoughts on any of the pre-made settings that the that, um, wizards have published down the years. So, like Greyhawk, Faerun, Dragonlance, or those sort of settings. And I don't know if you guys have have, will have much opinions really. I um, I know a bit about them. Um, I think Greyhawk is. If that's the one I'm thinking of, it's a it's a Gygax adventure. Yeah, that's that's the original Gygax one. Yeah, um, I don't want to play it because I like my character. <laughs> you will die alive. immediately. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, there's oh, what is it with Strahd? Mm. What's the one with Strahd von Zerovich or whatever his name is? Oh, I, I know literally nothing about any of this. Yeah, that sounds. Cool. I I, sh- I show up as my dwarf. I hit things with an axe. <laughs> you get your axe stuck in doors, and then you leave. That's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. No. Oh, shit. I can't remember what it is. But it's not. It's not Planescape. Ah. Shit. But yeah, the one with Strahd is pretty cool. Yeah, I like. I like that. I like Strahd as a character. He's a, he's the total douche kind of guy, but he's also quite. He's 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 the gentleman vampire enemy kind of guy. Okay. So he's kind of like Doctor Doom in a way. Where he's like a, he's a fancy boy, but he's also evil. I like that. Um, yeah, Planescape is cool. Is that that's the one with um, the one with the Lady of Pain? Yeah, the the Pl- no, like- Planescape is the one where it's like the the nexus of where all the like gods and things go. And I think yeah, you can actually yeah. go to through Planescape. You can go to all the different realms that have been invented for D and D through there because it's connected it's to all of, of them. Doors. I may be wrong about that, but that's no, no, my, that's true. It's, yeah. it's, I think the main city is Sigil. Yeah, that, that's which my is, and like the Lady of Pain controls it and controls all of the doors and stuff. Mm. And like everything can be a doorway to another plane of existence or whatever. Or another module, or whatever, yeah. another story. So yeah, that that's cool. I, I, I but fuck Greyhawk. I don't want to go to Greyhawk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I value my life too much. I hear a lot of people talk um, fondly of things like Dragonlance, but Dragonlance I don't know anything about good. it. So that's probably the one with Strahd in it. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, it sounds good. Okay. And I think Strahd is like its own its own thing. I think the the um, the actual book Curse of Strahd, like the actual um, campaign, yeah. is. You can kind of because it's a whole separate thing. You can go to it from anywhere. I think it's like the vague yeah. ideas you get there from Forbidden Realms, but I don't think it matters. But I haven't played yeah. it. I'm not. No, I think it is supposed to be quite a hard one, but it, I like the, the the appeal of the setting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean the two the one that we're playing now is kind of well, it's its own thing, but it's very much based yeah, off other ones. But I just thought, but yeah, and then the, the previous campaign I played was I think was it was a custom setting as well. So I've never actually played a game in any of the settings. I mean, all of the, the sort of Baldur's Gate. PC games are all set on the Sword Coast Forbidden Realms sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of just your generic, almost generic fantasy setting without wanting to... I'm not, in, not, in, I'm not insulting <laughs> it, but I think it's fairly... You can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. I've only ever interacted with the D&D settings on as such a surface kind of level that it's always just been a generic fantasy yeah. setting. I've never really, like... The D&D that we've played and the, the D&D video games that I've played, they've either not gone deep enough into the lore of the thing to 
for me to really know what's going off, or I've not got far enough into the game to see that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, um, Dave's favourite one is uh, Eberron, which is Magitech pulp action setting. He says, think, okay, think, think Casablanca, good. but with shapeshifters and lightning elemental trains and airships. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Ooh. That, that yeah, does sound, sound pretty great, actually. Um, <laughs> their final question. So this is the final question for the, for the podcast. Ooh. Uh, okay. What's the one class or archetype in a game that you always gravitate towards or have, never have any interest in? I always like playing the big, the big tough guy. Or the guy who thinks he's big and tough. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That is such a personal attack right now. It's a personal attack on Nathan, not you. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I like the, the, the big strong guy. He's fun. But I, I found myself recently kind of gravitating towards, like, casters. Yeah. I like spell casters. They, they, there's a lot more to them than just hit shit with an axe. You so... see... I, I, I tend to, um, and, and of course this, this covers more, like, you know, RPG video games and things... Yeah, um, I tend to go down the same thing, which is quite often, which is that I start off with all the intentions to try and make a kind of quick, stealthy character, and then that goes wrong, and then I just—I <laughs> always inevitably just end up going down the human wall of beef mm-hmm. approach. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Although I will basically never play a human if I have the choice not to. I know. I will always play something that's non-human. Yeah, I've never played D&D personally, but I can't see myself gravitating toward a tank, and I can't see myself being a bad guy. I, a 40k army should tell you, I can't, I've never played a bad guy <laughs> army. I, I played orcs, but they don't count. Oh uh, no, those, those are like chaotic orcs neutral orcs. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, orcs are orcs. Yeah, orcs are orcs. I've, I've played orcs, guard, necrons for about five minutes... Tau and Stormcast and High Elves. The most evil I've got is my da- is the Daughters of Cain I'm going to have, but they're still technically order. I can't play mm. bad guys. <laughs> I'm really, I don't, I just don't think I'm evil enough. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But anyway, um, we should probably start wrapping this podcast up because I, I, I originally was planning to not make this anywhere near as long as the previous <laughs> ones. <laughs> but we fucked that up, right? Haven't we? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We had fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so um, thank you very much for coming on, Michael. Um, yes, thank you. It's been awesome having yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, it was a pleasure. Do you want to plug your channel for anyone that happens to hear this who, for some reason, isn't already following you? Yeah, uh, if you're part of the 40k section of Sniper and Whips community, you probably or may or may not have come across me, but I am one of uh, the co-hosts of Adeptus Podcastus, and I do a lot of 40k lore as well as AOS hobby, because I can't do AOS lore, and my 40k is in another <laughs> country right now. Um, and mostly I just try and keep things very straight and narrow so if you like humour and entertainment go elsewhere but if you, <laughs> but if you are so if you like, like entertainment you're in the right area <laughs> but yeah if you, if, if you quite like the 40k's law and just want to explore it in a sort of fly on the wall type way of exploring the law then that's what I sort of do and if you want a channel that actually can do both game systems at the same time and not be completely biased then feel free to stop by. If you're not a 40k person, you may want to stay clear because that's literally <laughs> all I talk about. But um, yeah, that's me. That's Tactica Imperialis. And uh, that's what I do. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, so thank you every, everyone for listening. And yes, thank you. I guess we'll see you in a few weeks' time. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.